Forty Burgers for Luca and Kyrie plus a W TGIF everybody. Thanks so much for being here with us. This is Undisputed. I'm Jen Hale. Good morning, Bayless, Shannon Sharp. How are we? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I'm feeling great. I'm I'm greater than Shannon Sharp today. Uh, I can't tell. Yeah. Not with what Luca. What about your Clippers? What about you and Clifford Darrell? What y'all talking about? What y'all talking about last night? What did I tell you? You told me Kawhi. We acquired the human cloud, West Brick. <laughs> he bricked us again last night. What about Kawhi go. Town? I thought yeah. this was Kawhi Town. Yeah. Well, it used to be. It's a ghost town. Now huh? it's West Brick Town. <laughs> I can't wait to get to that He's, he's building a new arena of bricks. All of it, guys. A ton to unpack this morning. Let's start with Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic. They notched just their second W together as teammates. It was a 133-126 victory over Joel Embiid and the 76ers. Kyrie dropped 40 points, 6 of 8 from 3. Woo! Luka, 42 points and 12 dimes in the win. Shannon. All right, let's flip the tables. Did last night prove this experiment will work? Well, when we first posed this question, I was like, what do you mean work? Win a championship? No. Can they play together? Absolutely they can play together. You're talking about the two most skilled. I don't believe there's currently a pair of teammates that's more skilled offensively than these two that's currently playing together. You take you take KD and Book, no. you take Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, you take two any two skilled offensive players. Show me two that's better than Kyrie yeah. and Luka. K- KD and Book are better shooters. Are they more? Combined, yeah. combined. Oh, better shooters. Yeah. But I'm talking about skill. Put the ball on the floor. Finish at the rim, either hand. Mi- K- Kyrie is good for mid-range, oh, can shoot the th- skill. Yeah. His handles no, and finishing. Okay, I, I got you. I got so you. I'm and, not, and Luca's lane genius is unparalleled. I never seen anything like it. Skip, most nights they're not going to be this efficient. I mean, you look at the way they shot the ball last night. Uh, Kyrie was 15 of 22, six of eight from three. Luca was 13 of 22, seven from 13 from three. They're not normally this efficient, but when you put the efficiency together with the way they can put the ball in the basket. This is what you're going to get. Their problem is never going to be offensively because they got two guys that can go get you 40, 50, 60 in a given night. Mm. Can they stop anybody? Skip, they had a 27-point lead, and within like five or six minutes, the Sixers had 25 last night. They had 27 against the Lakers. And lost that one, had a 25, and it got whittled down to six with still like eight minutes to go in the game. And then Kyrie comes boom, boom. Luka goes boom, Mm. boom. And basically, it ends the run. It ends the game. So, Skip, for me, I already knew they could play together because they're just too skilled offensively. They just have to find out, okay, let's get it. Go, okay, you need it over here. This is where you want it. This is my, let me do my thing. And Luca, hey, Luca had it going. Hey, he deferred to Kyrie. Kyrie come down on the break. Mm-hmm. And you know a guy's feeling it. When he's coming down on a one-on-three fast break and he pull up from 27. Yep. But you, you just look at the coach. Hey, hey, Doc. Hey, it's his night tonight. The concern for them is going to be defensively. I still don't believe they have enough defensive guys because, as you mentioned, somebody's going to have to deal with Yoke. Somebody's going to have to deal with Book and KD. Somebody was trying to deal with <laughs> Embiid last night and couldn't. No, 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 no. That's not that's not what uh, Dwight Powell uh, uh, thing is. That's not what he is. Because, Skip, you look at it, Christian Woods, and he didn't have uh, uh, the greatest game, but we know he can give you 20-30. And when you talk about those two other guys, Luka and Kyrie Skip, offensively, they're going to cause you some problems, but I believe where they're going to where they're going to have a struggle is on the defensive end because we saw them have a 27 lead uh, point lead mm-hmm. on Sunday, lose that game, yep. had a 25 point lead, and then in a matter of minutes it was down to six, mm-hmm. and then Kyrie and Luka take the game over and they end the run, they end the game. Mm-hmm. But I had no doubt that this thing could work offensively. 
Can they win a championship? I don't believe they can. Mm. Okay, my turn. First of all, we need some context about what happened last night in Dallas, Texas. The Philadelphia 76ers had just gone to Miami the night before and turned the tables on the Heat, whom they didn't take seriously in Philadelphia two nights earlier, and they got embarrassed at home. Right. And then Joel Embiid took the night off because he needs to not play back-to-back. So they said, well, let's save Joel for at Dallas. Right. And his teammates rose and shone at Miami and humiliated and annihilated the heat on their home floor right. without Joel Embiid. Correct. So last night, it looked to me like the Sixers, especially on the defensive end, were just lifeless and flat and spent because they're playing a road back-to-back. Okay. Joel Embiid did play last night. I thought they should have featured him even more than they did. What did he wind up with, 13 35. or 21 shots? I, I thought y- you could have fed the beast on this one and, and given him 30 shots because th- they just couldn't stop him. I right. mean, 13 out of 21 for 35 points. Mm-hmm. But here is the point. The Dallas Mavericks shot the lights out, as they are wont to do at home. See your Lakers on Christmas Day. Do yeah. you remember what happened in yeah. the third quarter of that game? You gave up 51. You gave up 51 points. 51 points is the most anybody scored in any quarter of any game this year. Right. Well, here we went again. It wasn't 51, but it was 39, 39 in the fourth quarter. And all of a sudden, with 343 left in the third quarter, they have leaped out to a 25-point lead. And who is the originator of the, the classic NBA line about what it, what it means? It's a make-or-miss league. Who said that first? It's the coach of the Philadelphia 76ers, Doc Rivers. Yes. And he said after the game, the guy who says it's a make-or-miss league said, He said, it seemed like everybody they passed it to made the shot, meaning whoever Maverick brought the ball up the floor and passed it one time, whoever caught it, shot it, and it went in, right? Because they tied their all-time franchise high with 25 three-point shots. They made, what was it, 25 25 or 48? That's 52%. 52%. Right. Shannon Sharp. I'm here to tell you, if the Dallas Mavericks from this moment on are going to make 52% of their threes every game, they will win the NBA championship <laughs> because they won't make well, you need to, Well, you need to make enough of them. Skip. Okay, okay, but 25 is yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's hard to overcome. And yet, I, I got to give the highest props, the highest respect to Luka. He is, he is bending over backward to make this thing work. He is trying his guts out to make this thing work, almost to a fault to me. So what, what happened last night? Would you believe in the first four games they had played together that Luka had, had assisted to Kyrie only three times in four games? Only three times had Luka passed to Kyrie and he had made a shot. Right. Well, last night that happened. Let's do this. He had 12 assists. And eight of his 12 assists were, were Kyrie buckets yeah. because Kyrie had a hot hand. The first, the first six assists that Luke had last night were to Kyrie. Yeah. Okay. Well, he made, what is it, six of eight, six of eight threes. Three. What happened the previous game? He was one for eight. Yes. Okay. It's make or it's miss. Yes. Kyrie, you, you know and I know, Kyrie can run pretty hot and cold. Oh, yeah. He, like, like Devin Booker to me is a much more consistent jump shot, or certainly yeah. Kevin, Kevin right. Durant oh, yeah, is yeah, like yeah, in yeah, another yeah, yeah, league. Yeah. But, but Kyrie's a little more hot and cold, especially from three, right. as just about everybody is outside of Steph and sometimes, Dame. although Dame can go pretty cold too. Yeah. They all can. It's a hard shot, yes. man. It's far. You shoot for 25 okay, feet. Okay, <laughs> okay, I got it. All right. So Luke is, is just here, here, here. Right. 
and they end up with 22 shots apiece. But what happened in the fourth quarter? Well, here we went again. Luca took only three shots in the fourth quarter. It's like he's saying, you, they, they brought you in here to be our closer. Now you close it. So he took three shots. Kyrie took six shots in the fourth quarter. So what's our overall now? What have I been telling you? What's the stat? Mm-hmm. Fourth quarter. So now they've played how many games? They've played six games together. Okay. They're two and four in those six games. In those six fourth quarters plus the one overtime against Sacramento, would you believe that Kyrie has now attempted 49 shots in the fourth Mm -hmm. quarter? 49 shots to 16 for Luka. Think about that. 49 times Kyrie has taken fourth quarter shots to only 16 for the guy who is leading the league in scoring. What is going on there? I'm shocked. I'm amazed. But I'm impressed with Luka because he's just saying, you do it. You, you, You go. Well, okay, so now to your point that you were making, what happened after they got their 25-point lead? Uh, nothing great happened right. because Philadelphia proceeded to go on a 44-24 to 24 run. They, they lost by 20 points over a stretch that ended with an Embiid putback. Yeah. And all of a sudden you look up and you say, wait, wait a what second. Happened? It's a five-point game. Yes. And then – who goes down, was it Kleber or Powell? One of them, I think it's Dwight Powell, missed the two free throws. And all of a sudden, we come back, and I'll just show you the play. Maxie's out of his mind. He scored 17 in the fourth. Joel had eight in the fourth. But Maxie just said, I'll, I'll just take this. I'll just take this. And it was a little bit of a four shot up and under. But he'd been making those. Right. He'd been making them all the fourth quarter. If that goes in, it's, it's down to three right. with, with uh, 12 seconds right. left. And stranger things have happened in NBA games, as you well know. Yes. But, but my point to you is they, they make the tied the franchise record 25 threes, obviously by far the most they've made this year right. in a game. And that happened. You, you, you got in some trouble. You, you were being threatened by the Philadelphia 76ers playing back-to-back on the road. Because, Skip, you allow the Sixers to shoot 58% from the floor. They, shot 44%, okay. they I, shot 44% from the three. So that's, that's your thing. Think about it, Skip. They shot 55% from the floor. The Mavericks did. They shot 52% from the three. And you only won by seven. And you made a you tied a you tied your uh, a franchise record with May three. It's scary, man. Yeah, when you let the team shoot fifty eight percent. I know it's scary. They're never and, gonna and be out of the game. To your point, and you made this point from the start. They they play little to no defense, no. and even and Lucas said after the game, I almost feel like he's toying with this situation. I I don't think he loves playing with Kyrie, although he says he does. But he's deferring to a fault to him because. He could score the basketball. Yeah. And it's tricky because they both, they don't look the same, but they do exactly the same thing. They need to go solo. But, but if Luca is saying constantly, even though in the end you look at the box score and you say, well, they both took 22 shots. Yeah. Okay, that, that's great. That'll right. work. And, and if you both go over 40 for the first time in Dallas Mavericks history, history. I covered the Mavericks from their inception for about the first, whatever it was, 10 years. But for, for two players to go over 40 is spectacular. Yeah. It's historic. And yet, to, this, to, to your point, even Lucas said after the game, hey, we, we got no problem on offense. But we we got to start to lock down on the defensive yeah. end because they, they don't do anything on Nothing. the defensive end. Okay? But, but, Skip, Kyrie is not a defender. Luke is not a defender. Powell is not a defender. You look at the guys that they have, they're not defenders. They're the best, the best perimeter defender. They traded away. I mean, and, and, and that's Finney Smith. But if you look yeah. at Josh Green, none of these guys are known for defense. defense. They said, yeah. what, Kleber, Kleber's back. Man, 
What's Cleaver going to do with Joel and B? What's he going to do, Skip, with Jokic? They're not going to do anything to those guys, but they're going to have to sometimes, you're going to have to lock down somebody. Yeah. Because everybody in the West, Sacramento can get up and down. Okay. And here's the, the weirdest X factor to all this. It, it's now become Luka, Kyrie, Kyrie, Luka, Luka, Kyrie, Kyrie, Luka. And it's become a two-man team. And I think Christian Wood is really good. Yes. And do you remember pre-Kyrie trade? Yeah. Christian Wood was spectacular. Yeah. I mean, he was, he was, he was a like force. A yeah, he was like a double-double guy. He was like he, 17 and 10. Every, every night. All of a sudden, since Kyrie walked in the door, six foot two inch Kyrie, how, how tall is Christian Wood? Is he seven six, feet? Probably six ten at six, least. Yeah, he's t- he's six eleven. I think he's up there. Yeah. Well, all of a sudden, he he got doghouse. He fell. It's almost like he fell completely. Like last night, he managed fourteen minutes. He he was three of seven. But but he used to be a force. He used to be the second best player on the team. And now he's an afterthought. Well, it's the, almost like what happened when Westbrook, Westbrook walked in the door and Terrence Mann was a starter and a, an igniter for them. And all of a sudden he's and an he afterthought. And he ignited it last night. He tried to. Yeah, offensive rebound after offensive rebound tip. He hustle played. But Skip, the thing is when, when Kyrie got there, you got another guy that's a, a volume shooter. So he's going to take where, where, where Luca was taking his normal customary shots and Christian Woods was next in line to take the second most shots. He was. Now that's Kyrie. Yep. And so you figured something, you, you, he's next in line to take probably 12, 13 shots. Kyrie's taking 22. So now his number is going to get even reduced more than that. His minutes are going to get reduced more than that. And not a whole lot of guys that's going to be scoring 20 points in 14 minutes. Kim. No, I agree. Luca is doing his damnedest to make this a, a, a co-project where, yeah. where he's saying, I, I'm going to, I'm going to share shots with you, but in the fourth quarter, I'm going to make it, I, I'm going to go out of my way to right. make sure that you get at least twice as many shots. Well, you know, as Kyrie I is leading the fourth, leading in fourth uh, quarter scoring. All right. And well, so he I, should be leading the Mavericks because he's taking no, he's so leading, many he's leading the entire NBA. Okay. Well, <laughs> that's what they're telling Luke, I yeah. guess, is it's his time. It's his turn. And, and we just did the last game where Kyrie missed the three to right. win the game. Right. And the play by Jason Kidd was called clearly right. for Kyrie, right. who was at that point one of eight right. from three. And if, but you look okay. at him last night, but it just goes to show you he had 11 points last night in the fourth quarter. He can get as hot as anybody. I mean, yeah. he, once he get, and if he gets it going from three, you're really at his mercy. Because if you hug up on him, he's going to go by you. And he's going to, you know, because he had, I mean, Skip, you see the, the finger roll he had early in the game last night, how he went through him, he cuffed the ball, and then just like, finger rolled it like it's it's so effortless he makes it look he has one of the most beautiful games that you've ever witnessed yeah. as far as his package of dribbling totally, the ball totally agree he's like oh my goodness that's entertaining for me but skip i did i've never had a question or not when you have two great offensive players that can put the ball in the basket like these guys can i'm not worried about offensively but who they gonna stop that's the question who they gonna stop and the thing is, Luka knows they don't play any defense. Mm-hmm. He skipped the other team shot 58% from the floor. Mm. I'm going to give you this. <laughs> On their run all the way to a 25-point lead, there's no more exciting duo to watch. There's no more sensational act to watch right. than these two right. when, when they are feeding off each right. other and they get in a your turn, my turn rhythm. Yes. When, when it gets going, it, it is. I, I just sat back and said, oh "My God." Yeah. 
It's kind of like last night when uh, in the fourth quarter, Kyrie comes down, hits a, a one-on-three three-pointer, yep. and then Luka comes down the next play and does the exact same thing from a yep. little further in the, on the corner. Yep. I was like, what you going to do with that? Right. And, and then all of a sudden, Reggie Bullock can just flat out fill it up. And, and he makes five of ten threes, and it seemed like every time I looked up, when they got tired, when their arms got tired of right. shooting those two, they'd say, well, maybe it's Reggie. Maybe you can ha- take a turn here, and he'd rip one. He did. <sighs> but, Skip, at the end of the day, you're going to have to – I mean, Book and KD, somebody's going to have to guard those guys. You're going to have to go through somebody that has skilled offensive players. If you let KD and Book shoot – you let the, uh, the Sun shoot 58%, they're yeah. going to blow you out the bit. You let the Nuggets shoot 58%. You let the, the Sacramento shoot 58%. With the way those young guys can get up and down – They'll score another 160, 170 points on you. They will. When I watch KD and Book, even the other night at Charlotte, it's so smooth and effortless that it's not nearly as sensational as this act can be because it just happens because in, in such rhythm. It's so pure. It, it, it looks so – that they make it look simple. Because KD and Book, Skip, are not dribbling with the basketball. KD, one, two, three, dribbles, pull up. Turn around, uh, uh, one leg fade away, boom. Book, one, two dribbles, pull up. Kyrie, there's there's no trick shooting. Yeah, Luca, Luca's no. gonna back you down, gonna step back. So it, it, it it's it's different. It's visibly different to your eyes because they play different styles of different uh, brands of basketball. Yeah. But the one thing all four guys can do can put it in the basket. But man, I skip. Can anybody get as hot as, as Kyrie and no, Luca? No. And Luca. Half the time he dribbles in the lane, and I say, they got him this yeah. time. He's stymied. He's yeah. got nowhere to go. And all of a sudden, he figures out some way to snake up underneath, yeah. and, and he's out of rhythm, yeah. and he, he just sort of – he's in the air, and he make, he, he's not even a jumper. Yeah. And he makes up a shot on the fly, and he gets it off. He does split two and defenders and lay it up in the and, basket. And it's an and one. Yeah. What? Or he gets to the basket, and they're like, oh, they got him. And then he kicks to the, the bullock in the corner. Yeah. Yeah. Or he kicks to somebody in the corner. It's like – they're like, hey, coach, I don't know. We had him. We, we had him. Okay. Well, they got me, as in they got me by the eyeballs, as in I, I'm going to be watching every yeah. single dribble. And before Kyrie got there, I, I could take or leave them. Right. They, they were, I mean, Luke is fun to watch. Yes. But, but now th- this is a floor show. And yet, in the end, I, when I say it won't work, well, to your, your first question, I, I just think – you. you they're going to have a hard time closing games because yeah. they, they now played of their six games. They blew out San Antonio, and it looked like they were blowing out Philly, and then they didn't. Right. So can they you? They were blowing out the Lakers. They were blowing and out the Lakers, and then they didn't. So I'm still not sure about the closing because everything has fallen on Kyrie's shoulders to be hot in the fourth quarter. Right. He he needs to make six out of eight threes, as he said. Luke had already. He, you know, he started the party. I yeah. joined the party last night. Right. Well, are you going to join it every night? Because you better. Skip, but to your point, the Mavericks allowed Joel Embiid, Tyrese Max, and James Harden to go 33 of 54. 13 of 21, 12 of 21, 8 of 12. 35, 29, 27. Okay, you let, you let a team have three guys with 27 or more points in the playoffs and see what it gets you. It'll get you home. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly yep. what it'll get you. And yep. you allow him to shoot that kind of percentage. James Harden was 8 of 12. The problem is he didn't shoot enough shots. He was 5 of 7 from 3. 
Good point. That's why on the <laughs> maxi play I showed you, I, I wanted somebody to, to shoot a three because if, if you drain a quick three, now they're really starting they're to sweat. Up, they're really up against yeah. it, yep. Well, well, that W, Skip, propelled them into the sixth spot, jumping your Clippers. They are now <laughs> My Clippers are in free fall. No, 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 no. We're, we're in right. the play-in now. That's where you should be. You're in the basement. Yeah. Well, we're back. We've that's stumbled what, backwards. That's down where the Igor lives. We'll see how it all shakes Oh, you mean Westbrook? No, 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 no. Clippers with uh, Igor in the basement. Uh. <laughs> Let's move on to another controversial topic you two love to wrestle over. LeBron James. Yep. Gentlemen, is there a chance we don't see him return this season? And then speaking of Westbrook and the Clippers, have they officially imploded? That's all next coming up on Undisputed. Yesterday, the Lakers announced LeBron James will be reevaluated in three weeks. The Lakers have gone one and one without the King since the announcement of his latest injury. Skip, your sources go so deep in this industry. I want to start with you because I understand you have some actual news to report, something new on LeBron's condition. I do. So, Shannon Sharp, we've talked all week about what exactly is going on with LeBron's foot or ankle or other foot or ankle. Mm-hmm. So I have been calling around all week, and last night I finally connected with a source who is very familiar with LeBron's medical condition because that source has actually seen the x-rays and seen the latest MRIs and the imaging, magnetic resonance in imaging, the pictures of said foot and ankle. My source said the main issue is not the foot, but it's the right ankle that the right ankle is a mess, that it is chronic, and it is it has become arthritic, and that ultimately, at some point, it's going to need some cleanup surgery if he does want to continue to play, I don't, I don't know what, two or three more years. Okay. And that the ankle is so bad on the right side that, to your point that you've made to me, it's been causing overcompensation. So the left foot starts to ache and hurt, and some other areas in, underneath the ankle and the right foot start to ache and hurt. My source said, no doubt he's got some plantar fasciitis going on, which is on the underside of the mm-hmm. foot, that tendon that goes underneath, that it gets inflamed because he's favoring the right ankle but that the ankle in the end is by far the most troubling. So they have given it some PRP shots, as you know, platelet-rich plasma shots, Mm -hmm. which can speed the healing. And they're hoping that in three weeks or maybe a month that the ankle will calm down enough that with, if he so chooses, if you take some pain-killing injections before games, that he might be able to give them what, what they need at that point if the team can hang in and hang on and still be within striking distance. Okay. Now, to your, your biggest point is you say, okay, and now what? And, and wh- where does that get the Lakers? Could they make the play-in tournament? Well, and then what? Are, are you going to be one and done? Mm-hmm. Well, y- y- probably so. But my source said that the biggest problem in his eyes is that LeBron wanted that record so badly that he was playing pretty high minutes for his age and stage of his career, Mm -hmm. 37 minutes a game. And my source says, look, going forward, 
LeBron is if he wants to to, to endure uh, for two or three more years to, to be able to play with obviously with Bronny who, who knows he may want to play with his other son before this is over but that he's going to have to 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 parcel it out more in doses where you're, you're going to have to pick your spots a little bit more you're going to have to rest you can't play back to backs and you're going to have to reduce the 37 minutes a game down to 30ish or 28ish or whatever because it's just not the kind of ankle that's going to get that much better. And source points out, as you well know, he is 6'9", 260 pounds, and he plays above the rim. Mm-hmm. Well, Kareem was obviously 7'2", mm-hmm. but he played with his feet on the floor, right? right? Yes. So he played 20 years with his feet on the floor, so the wear and tear, the impact of coming down on Kareem's body was one-tenth of, of what it's been on LeBron's body. And I point out to you, he, he has not played as many minutes as Kareem over the 20 years, right. but he has played the second most minutes in the history of this league, which is phenomenal to me that, that he has been this much of an Iron Man this deep into his career. Okay. But the, the, sort of the, the, the final takeaway for me is, yeah, he, he is human. Right. So in the end... He's got one area of his body. Never had a big surgery. No, no, no shoulders, no knees, no Achilles. But, but this one is so chronic that it, it's going to need some remember, early staff. He had such problems, and, and right. he needed to get them fixed. Right. Well, this may require, if you want to keep continue going forward, because it is, again, I stress that he told me it is a mess. So... Are we, so are you concluding now, different than you are Monday, yeah. that LeBron James is well, actually I didn't conclude hurt. anything on Monday. Yes, you did. You said he wasn't hurt. I did you not. You called him a lie, Skip. You did. I did not. Let me ask you a question. That's a lie. I, that, that's not. Okay. That is, you did. Hold, let me right, ask you so, this. so I'm trying to verify what you're no, saying. No, 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 and no, no So no. you're going to turn around on no, me? No, let me ask you this. So how do we know Rich Paul? Because you told me that Rich Paul gave me that information. And normally when things come out about LeBron being in, injured, it's Rich Paul feeding the media. Okay, so it is. Do, well, we didn't have any information. So I got real. This is real. How do we know Rich Paul didn't feed him? Are you calling me a liar? I'm just just asking. Are you calling me a liar? I'm just asking, Skip, because that's what you do to me. I'm going to put you on the hot seat. How do we know Rich Paul did not give this person the information? I know that for a fact. How do you know that? Because I know this person really well. Oh, so this is what what I'm starting to realize, that if it's your sources, if it's your people, it's factual. Okay, but it's been vague and mysterious and suspicious about what's been wrong. So LeBron James... Okay, time out. We just went a whole year. We heard it was the left foot, the left foot, some ankle, sometimes foot, sometimes ankle, sometimes foot. And all of a sudden, on last Sunday at Dallas, LeBron takes off on a drive to the basket Mm -hmm. and pushes off with his right foot. And he says after the game, I heard something pop and I stepped on Dwight Powell's foot. No, no, you didn't. I got the video. I'll show it to you right now. Okay, I'll show you the video. He did not step on foot. What happened? What happened? But your source said it initially started as the left, but the right, the overcompensation. So LeBron James has actually been hurt. This is not new just because. I I just verified that. I just validated that. I'm telling you, he is hurt. But that's not what you've been saying. I didn't know any information. They have been so it's been clandestine. It's been, well, we, we're not sure about what it is. Did you have any information? Is this news to you? No. Yeah. 
Mm-mm. Oh, no, did you know this? You're an insider. I, I'm you're, not, you're a member of the. You know, the I'm, I'm not right? Woj. I'm yeah. not Shams. Yeah. I offer opinion. I'm not breaking no yeah. information. I don't did, talk. Did to LeBron me. tell you this? See, there you okay, go. Okay, well, I'm asking. I'm asking. All I'm saying. I've got it. I, I'm just saying. I was the one who got skip, it. I, I don't skip, even know LeBron. Okay, skip. okay, you got the information. Yep. But everybody could tell the way. I can't tell a difference. So, how does this man be this injured and you couldn't tell a difference? He played the whole fourth quarter and scored 11 more points. And I need to know, what is the problem? If you heard a pop, was it your Achilles tendon? No, because if it was your Achilles, so there's no way you could play so the fourth quarter. So in other words, if you're sick and you don't know what the ailment is, you couldn't possibly be sick. Well, that's, what does that mean? Because you, said, silly. Because you said because you didn't know the, very, the specific injury, there is no way LeBron James could be hurt. That's what you just, said just, on Monday. Just, just tell us what it is. What? Skip. Okay, what, what was it? Skip. Wait a second. How do you play the whole fourth quarter and then you limp to the bus? Skip. Okay, that is consistent with, I don't know if you've ever had this. I've had it like crazy, way more than you probably had it. You want to know about plantar fasciitis? I can show it to you because I have lived with it no, for 20 years. I've never okay? had that. Okay, it can get so bad that you need surgery on the plantar fascia that goes underneath right. your foot. It's so bad that when you sleep on it and you you wake up, the first time you put your foot on the floor, you can't walk on it. Well, that's consistent with what he did because once you get it heated up a little bit, you can maybe play right. through it on the mm-hmm. fourth quarter. And he's got guts. I've always told you. He plays his ass off on all kinds of injuries. But How many times have we seen him turn his ankle to the floor right. where his shoe goes? completely over on the side. He did it in the bubble in the finals. And I said, that's it. He's done. But Skip, and he didn't even flinch. But I've seen, He retied his shoe and kept playing. Yes, LeBron is tough. But I've seen other guys. I've seen Kobe play through where he tears his right shoulder and he plays with his left. Well, and tough. I've seen guys done do things yeah. that you commend okay. them, that you criticize LeBron for. No, I've, always, you, I've called him Iron Man. How many times have I called him that? Yeah, I know, but Skip, all I'm saying is, is that Monday... When I say, and I've been saying this since February 7th, LeBron James doesn't look the same. His gait is okay. not the same. And, and you know I what? saw it with my own okay. two eyes. And I'm telling you right now, you were correct. Yes. Okay? okay. I just needed information. Be transparent. Be forthcoming. Just, just go in and say, my ankle is killing me. Yeah, there's, there have been times that you've been, even though you didn't know medically what, the, what was going on, you knew something was going on in your body. You knew you was hurt. Even though you didn't know the specific injury or you didn't have a specific diagnosis, you know something is wrong. I'm not in LeBron James's body, but I've seen him enough, and I saw him up close and personal. LeBron James ran differently. I went back and listened to the audio. Mark James said there's a hitch in his giddy-up. Everybody can see that except you. So you needed the sources to tell you, yeah, LeBron is really, really hurt when everybody else could see it except you. No, Mark Jones was saying it was his hand, the one he caught in the net in the All-Star game. He said, he's not shooting the ball well. And I told you that Doris Burke came right on top of him and said, no, his true shooting percentage this year is down to 44%. I don't think it's the recent hand injury. No, I'm saying later in the game, LeBron James was limping noticeably. And guess what happens? As the adrenaline starts to wear off, yeah, it starts to hurt. I don't know if he took an injection in the ankle to begin with. All I'm saying is, is that I know, look, Skip, you watch this man too much. LeBron James is above the rim player. Now, all of a sudden, guys are blocking his shot, and he hadn't left the floor. 
So that's well, all I'm that's all I'm saying okay, is Okay, but every once in a while he gets up like he's 22 years old. Every yes, once in a while he does. But he hadn't been getting up there like that lately. Okay, Ever but since, I've seen some thunder dunks. I saw him chase down Kyrie yeah, in that that in game all, on Sunday. No, but he had, and he had to chase down against Shea in the in the All-Star okay. game. But he picks and chooses his spots a lot more than he There that stretch between December 30th and February 7th LeBron James was playing as good a basketball as anybody currently in the NBA, and he happened to be 38 years of age. I agree. And then all of a sudden, LeBron James looked noticeably hampered, that all of a sudden the explosiveness wasn't there. Okay, but what did he do? He sucked it up and said, I'm going to set this record. I got no problem. I'm not condemning. I'm not criticizing. I'm saying way to go because he went on a tear from his birthday until that night against Oklahoma City Thunder right. at the crypt. Right. He, he was going to tear that night because he had 36 okay. through three. Okay. I got it. It, it was it, it's it's unparalleled. Nobody's ever done pulled off a stretch like that at this age. I give all that up to you. But once he got past Kareem, then he took the next three games off. Right. And it's two, twofold. The ankle is probably just a mess by then because yes. he pushed it way too much. Yeah. And I don't doubt that he was taking pain-killing injections yeah. before those games. And as you know, you are only masking the problem. That's it. You, you're not fixing the problem. Yeah. You, you're not healing yourself. You are masking. And it can be a dangerous yeah. game that you are playing. Yeah, nobody can. They can't tell me anything about ankle skip. Okay. I dealt with I that know. in the better part of my first but, but part my, of my career. But, my, but you took injections. I absolutely did. Okay, that was you, the only way I could get out it's, there. It's the only way you can do it. But does it get better? No. no. I'm making it worse. No, you're making it worse. <laughs> and so you're playing a dangerous game with your body because the signals that it can send you Right. You, you're you're shutting down the signals. Right. So it can't warn you that Shannon, something is really it's worse. Right. It's getting worse. Yeah. I can't do this anymore. Right. And so at some point, it's going to go. And plus, the thing is, Skip, probably had LeBron James been in year 10, he'd have shut this thing down, probably had surgery. I believe done. that. But he knows he's closer to the that. end than the beginning. Okay. And I that's what it. happens. Yep. And, you know, people like, man, I'm getting older. I need to slow down. Nah, you need to speed up because you got less time. I ain't slowing down. I'm speeding up because I already know I ain't got but so many summers left. Okay, so the point is, the mileage on that man's body yeah. is extraordinary. Again, he's still about 1,300 minutes short of Kareem. Right. But still, he plays a different game than Kareem Correct. played. Yes. So, so to me, on degree of difficulty, wear and tear, he, he's number one. Yeah, Kareem was probably playing for his first five or six years. Kareem was probably averaging 40, 42 minutes a night. Okay. Well, he was. Because you know, back, back then, Skip, they okay. played that the whole game. All right. But and I'm I'm also talking about combined. I'm doing regular season. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because Kareem Kareem went to ten finals also. He did. Okay. So the point is, it, it is astonishing he made it this far at the, at this degree of health because he he still doesn't have a torn ACL. No, no. He he didn't blow his Achilles yeah. tendon because those are career threatening. I'm also surprised, Skip, if you think about it. The way they've added them, because, you know, Kareem, Skip, back then, they used to be a two out of three. People don't remember this. The first round was best two out of three. And then added it went to games. three out of five. And then, and then it, it went, went four of seven. Force. Right. Yep. So now it's best of seven all the way through. All so I'm through. surprised LeBron hadn't actually even caught okay. Kareem, considering that he's only played the best because of seven. Because of what you just said, because he was playing about the whole game <laughs> for the first five years. Okay. And th th the other problem is that – He's such a LeBron has been such a high flyer that that everything on the body was more at risk. And, and I'm telling you, it is a medical marvel miracle. 
that he hasn't had a surgery up to this point. Right. It is. It, show me somebody who hasn't had one. Right. They, they all have to have them. That's, some that's I mean, the force in which he plays with. Like that's I said, he's the size of Carl Malone, yeah. and he's jumping over and over okay. and over. Okay. Like you said, Kareem, look, Kareem just, hey, get the rebound, throw it out to Magic. They wait on him to get down there. He get down on the block. Hey, Cap, you ready? Yep. Hey, pass it to him and throw the sky hook. He okay. waddle up and down the floor. That's not LeBron's game. Throwing the sky hook. <laughs> is the equivalent <laughs> of, of a, a, a three-point set shot where yeah. your feet are on the floor. Yeah. Because your, your feet are kind of on the floor because he's so yeah. tall, he sweeps it right. up over his head. He doesn't need to, to leave. No. His, his, his reach is so high that, right. that at its apex... And he got his shoulder between him and, yeah. the, and the defender. Okay, it's unblockable, it's unguardable <laughs> unless he misses it. Yeah. Okay, I, I got it. In the end, the, the, my final takeaway is he's probably going to have to be more careful with his minutes. He's going to have to pick spots more going forward, or, or you just can't do this. And fortunately for him, he got past Kareem. Right. So, so now it's all about what can you contribute to the team? And you keep saying, okay, so let's say a month from now he says, I'll give it a go. Right. Well, there's not going to be much left yeah. at that point. It all, dep- it all depends on where they are. Okay. And in the end, that will depend on Anthony Davis's health. But, Skip, the thing is, okay, let's just say for the sake of argument, the, the, the problem that you're going to have with LeBron and saying uh, manages minutes, he's competitive. Skip, he I mean, you say, okay, LeBron, we're going to have you, we're going to cap you at 32 minutes. The most minutes you're going to play is 32. Okay. He reached thir- 32 minutes, and they're up to or they're down to with okay. four minutes to go. All what right. do you do? Hey, LeBron, sit there. Okay, you know he's going to go back in the game. I got it, and I agree with that. So Jason Tatum was asked yesterday about load management, and he said, you know, again, he's still a kid. But, yeah. but he's talking about load management like, hey, I grew up, in St. grew up in St. Louis with the dream of playing NBA basketball. I, I just want to play every minute of every game because I love it. Skip, right? you say that now at 23-24. Okay. Now, I'm going to check back with you at 30-32 now. Thank you. But check back with him because 30, he's, he's the same way. Yeah. He, how, how Jason was trying to put load management in perspective, he, he feels the same way yeah. Jason did. I, this is my dream. Right. I, it, it's still coming true right yeah. before your very eyes. So it's hard for him to say, yeah, I'll, I'll sit for yeah. eight minutes of the fourth quarter. Really? That I, ain't going to happen. Know. Okay. That's not going to happen. Yeah. You, you put a cap on it like, oh, 32 minutes, and then they're up two, they're down two, and you got four minutes, five minutes left in the ball game. Now, nah, LeBron, you can't go back in because you've already met your minute, your minute quota. Well, okay. Well, at some point, Father Time will just say, okay, you've had your fun. Yeah. That's it. Right? That, that, that's going to be it. But yep. the thing is, Skip, he's, not, he's never going to play 82 games again. You hope, Hopefully you can get somewhere around 60 to 65. Yep. And that's the upper – that's with no injuries. That's the upper of what he can play in a season. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So, you know, one more time. Hold on, Jim. One more time. I want to hear you, I want to hear you say it. I want to hear he you say it. He was hurt. Okay, that's all I want to hear. That's all I want to hear you say. We good. Hey, you heard it. Now. You heard it. So I don't ever want you to hear you die. And I will pre- <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll also add the Clippers are dead. Hey, Rich Paul, you gave that info, huh? Mm. Uh, now you now you part of the team. Rich Paul had nothing to do with this. Zero. I don't know. Zero. I don't know because you know you the commission, you the mayor of L.A. Mm. You all over town. I've been making calls. Oh, you make calls now, huh? Hand on Bible. I... I I've All right, gentlemen, we're going to move this life. along. <laughs> the Lakers the sitting phone. in 11th place right now mm. currently, guys. Mm-hmm. That means outside looking mm-hmm. into the play-in tournament, play-in tournament stops with the 10th seed. All right, let's talk mm. about those Clippers for a moment, guys, shall we? They could not hold on to an 11-point lead last night. 
They end up losing 115-91 to the Warriors. Golden State dropped 42 points in the third quarter compared to just 16 from Los Angeles. They couldn't find any offense. The Clippers, again, now seventh in the West. Their record 33-22. and 22. Shannon, do you think the Clippers are also in danger of missing the playoffs? No, I don't think they're going to miss the playoffs, but they just couldn't throw in the ocean last night. Skip, are you looking at your play sheet right now? Because I know our people at home don't have one of these. Can you tell the people on the Clippers who had the, who had the worst plus minus of anybody that touched the court last night? Mm. Mm. It wasn't Russ. Mm. Russ was only of the starters. Russ had the, had the, uh, the best. Plus, minus, and he was minus 10. I just want to know there's a guy that's second. He wears number two. He said, this is a Kawhi town. Mm-hmm. He was minus 24. Mm. He ain't played a lick of defense yet. Mm. At what point in time is Kawhi going to start playing defense? Was, I just want to know, was he guarding Jordan Poole mm-hmm. or was he guarding Klay Thompson? Mm. Or maybe he's guarding Draymond. I thought he was driving Draymond, and Draymond was just driving the ball on him left and right. Mm. Was he guarding Kaminga? Mm. Who was he guarding? Mm. They don't play defense anymore. Skip, if you look at their rating, their, their, their offensive rating yep. before, before they signed Russ, and you look at it now, the offensive rating is, 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 is whoa, way, way is up here. Mm. That defensive rating is down here. It was flipped before. Mm. That's their problem. They probably don't stop anybody scoring 91 points and give up 115. They gave up 42 in the third quarter. With a Paul George. Paul George doing what Paul George does again. You remember that time in Utah when Russ had 44, had the outstanding night? Yep. And, and Paul he said, PG, what you got on it? He said, I got five on it. Gave him five points. Last night, three of 15, one of eight. That ain't Russ. Hmm. That's not Russell with Eric Gordon, 2 of 10 from 3, 6 of 16. That ain't on Russ. Mm. Skip. Oh, Norman Powell. Woo-woo. Mm-mm-mm-mm. By the way, to your first point, you looking at your stat sheet? Yeah, yeah. That guy, Kawhi Leonard, he took a grand total of 12 shots last night. How many did he make? He made eight of them. Okay, he took how many three-point attempts? Three. Three. He made two of those. Yep. Uh... Maybe he should have taken 24 shots. Well, maybe he should have guarded somebody. I don't care how many shots he take. Mm. He should have guarded somebody. Is he going to guard anybody? Because you keep telling me, oh, he the best two-way. He two-two. Skip, I'm trying to figure out how does a team with Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Nicholas Batum is a defensive guy, Terrence Mann is a defensive guy, Robert Covington came in and mop up duty, Mm -hmm. and they just letting teams just just go up and down the court on them. Mm. Y'all in trouble. I already told you that. I I first guessed this. (laughs) I cannot fathom why the Los Angeles Clippers, the stepchildren, the team in the basement said, yeah, the Lakers just got out of the Russell Westbrook trap, so we'll fall right into it. We'll show those Lakers upstairs that we can make it work with Russell Westbrook. And I'm sorry, but you are missing the point on what happened last night and why this team is now 0-4 since it went and got Russell Westbrook. To my detriment, I, I am... I'm still shaken by this because he is the human cloud. He is way more trouble than he's worth because he's the worst three-point shooter in basketball, and he is high turnovers. He had only four last night, but he did lead the Clippers with four turnovers. And the problem is that he's contagious to everybody else. He hangs over the team, and he sets a tone that the others tend to follow. And yet, the guy you referred to, who was horrible last night, Paul George, he was the one who campaigned the loudest Mm -hmm. to add Russell Westbrook. I had my best year in Oklahoma City as his co-star. Paul, 
You, you just said you need a floor general, and you think that Russell Westbrook is the floor general that you need? Did you see what happened last night? Steve Kerr was the first coach so far. And, and let me throw this stat at you. Russell Westbrook has now started 14 games. The last 14 times he's actually started a game in the NBA, he's been on the losing team. So there's something going on. That That's not a coincidence to I me. I didn't know that. Okay. That was a good yeah, stat. There. That's a good stat. Oh, you, you must be borrowing my, my, my ass. You know, I, got, I got it. Uh, ass yeah. don't help you. Okay. Here's the big picture point. Steve Kerr finally said about Russell Westbrook last night, I'm not even going to guard him. I, I knew you, know, you could pull this. He, he didn't even guard him. He said, Draymond, you got Russ, quote unquote, but I want you to stand in the lane because that's not illegal defense. If you just go stand in the lane, but that's right. your guy out right. there and, and you choose right. to dare him to shoot that, right. it's not illegal. Right. So Draymond just said, I, I'm, I'm over here. I'm under the basket. Hi, Russ. Take every shot you want to take. He missed seven shots outside the paint last night. He went a grand total of three for 12. He missed all five of his three-point shots. Duh. And his second half was way worse than his first half. But I'll get to that in a moment because I want to show you these seven misses because we are talking about West Bricks. This is pathetic (laughs) because these are uncontested, unguarded. Here, you do this. You're going to have that shot. Whoops. Clang. Then... Russ, wide open from the corner. Whoops, a little wide right and wide open. You you can have that all day. I mean, yeah. he, but he's shooting with authority, Skip. Okay. I mean, he, you, right. he shoot him like he's okay. going to make him. Okay. And then he's got – that's his shot, that's a, usually yeah. the banker. And here he goes again. And whoops. And here we go again. Russ, wide open. Th- these are these are as and uncontested he as you give can get. Let me try this one again. Whoops, a little short. Same method. Yep. Okay. All right. So here's what happens. In that fateful third quarter, they lose 42 to 16. By the way, they lost the second half last night 70 to 35. They were up 11 and a half. 11 and a half, yeah. and they looked pretty good. Why hit a three at the buzzer? He did. It kind of lipped Man, around yeah. and fell. He's known for those, okay? though. Okay. <laughs> he, he was he in one playoff game for Toronto. But the point is, here's Russ in the third quarter. He goes 0 for 2. He played seven minutes. He went 0 for 2, 0 for 1 from 3. He had zero rebounds. Usually he's a demon rebounding the basketball. Had only one assist as the floor general and two turnovers. That's just in the third quarter. So in the, the, the total second half of the game, if I can find this here, in the second half, Russell Westbrook, your floor general, goes 0 for 5, 0 for 3 from 3 with zero rebounds in the whole second half. Only one assist in the entire second half and three turnovers. If he's your point guard, how many point guards in the history of the NBA have been dared to shoot jump shots? It just doesn't happen because, as you you always point out, the new way, the new wave has been the point guards really just just, he's a two guard because he's a combo guard. That's the the new term Mm -hmm. for it. Well, Russ is not combo. He's he's, he's not anything. What what, what are you doing? What, what, What are you doing, Russ? Russ. I mean, he, he, yeah. I mean, he, 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 I mean, it's in his head now, Skip. Yeah, because when he was with the Lakers, he was taking that shot. And, and he'll go on a jag and make a couple yeah. of them. And, and you'll Remember be like, the one wow. late, was that the other night? He hit a, he, he one did. late that could one late. Like, he hit one late that, that actually kept them barely. Yeah, afloat. I think cut it like five, cut it yeah. four or five. Yeah. Every once in a while, he does that. But in a game like this against the Golden State, they'd won three in a row. But, right. but come on, the Clippers are just a little better than Golden State. The Clippers were four-point favorites last night at Golden State. Yep. 
But let's be real with the Clippers. The Clipper has one. The Clippers have one winning streak of more than three games all season. Mm-hmm. So let's not pretend like he joined the Nuggets and all of a sudden they're in a tailspin. You weren't that good to begin with. Now, you were shooting the three, uh, uh, but guess what you know? Uh, in the past 27 games, the, uh, uh, the, the Clippers drained 41% of their threes. That's the highest in the NBA. But since January 1st, you're 23rd in points allowed per possession. Okay. So guess what you're not doing? Right. You're not defending. Okay. And if you're clanking shots like they were clanking, Skip, they were 9 of 43. Who are you going to be shooting and, 9 of 43? And, and, and by the way, <laughs> Golden State, known for shooting threes, there's no Steph right now, obviously. But look at their – they were 30% from three. So they were 14 of 46. Well, usually if, if, if they're at home and they shoot 14 of 46, you're going to win the game, right? Right. Yeah, and you got crushed on the glass. You got beat 60 to 47, mm. and Plumley had 20 rebounds. He did. Career high. He had 20 rebounds. He, and he's, you, he's actually been kind of a revelation. He has. He has All been. Right? I mean, I've never seen anybody change, and he shoots better with his left hand from he the does. free throw line. It actually looks pretty decent. Yes. Okay, he's pretty confident in it. Yes. Shannon Sharp, before the All-Star break, in the 14 games before, they won 10 of them and lost four. So they were on a pretty good roll with Terrence Mann in the starting lineup. And you have brought up this point numerous times. It just looked right to me. Yes. Because he plays so hard and he's smart and and he just brings energy to it in in a good way, like good energy, like positive energy. Yeah, I like like it. Okay. And all of a sudden, Ty Lue said, well, if we're going to sign Russell Westbrook, we got to play Russell Westbrook. I know, Skip. What you do if you sign a guy, you keep him in the same role that you, when you when you signed him. Yep. He was coming off the bench. Yep. Terrence Mann is playing well for you. He is giving you this. He was giving you four, five, six assists, but he wasn't turning the ball over. He's your best on-ball defender. <laughs> He's a hustle guy, Skip. He got him so many loose balls last night with extra possession with uh, extra possessions. But and you send him to the bench. Why? Why would you? First of all, why would you mess up the chemistry of your team? You said they had uh, 14 games before the All-Star. They won 10 of them. Why would you tinker with that chemistry? Help me. I asked the same question. That's why I told you. What are you doing? Sometimes, you know, they, they overthink it. Okay. They overthink but, it. But you can't tell me. Because remember, that whole franchise, they're, they're all Laker wannabes. And I don't blame them because they're stuck in a town yeah. with the Kings. Yeah. You know, the King and the Kings. Yeah. Right? And they are the Lakers. They've been dynastic over time. Right. They are cornerstone franchise yes they are it they are the market well they're it is there a, <laughs> they're beyond the boston celtics to me for marquee value right? oh yeah yeah it's, it's why lebron chose to end his career right. here i don't know if he's going to end up going somewhere else but but the names get look hey. I mean, yeah we the celtics have great but when you talk about magic and you talk about Shaq and you talk about kobe and now yep. you talk about lebron and you talk about wilt Okay, and for a year and a half on the show, all we talked about was the Lakers are stuck with Russ. And I kept saying, I don't see any way out from under it because you owe him $47 million. So finally, you found a way out because Jeannie finally said, okay, I give up. I give in. I will part with the 27 first-round pick, and it's going to Utah. And Utah says, if you'll give us that pick, we will buy him out. And we'll set him free. Right. And, and they did. They Whatever was left on that 47 But, minutes. Skip, I believe they had – but they told Russ, we're going to trade, but we're buying you out. Mm-hmm. No, we don't want you. No, no. no. We, we are buying you out. And that's what I was told, that any team that would trade for Russ yeah. was going to immediately buy him out. Okay, so nobody wanted him except the Clippers. Right. And it's because they said, let's stick it to them. Let's show them we can make it work. 
in ways they couldn't. Their problem will become our solution. The Clippers might need to stay out the buyout market. They tried it with John Wall. How'd that work out for him, yeah. Skip? Well, and I told- it worked out better than this is. <laughs> Skip, yeah. but here's the thing. You say, well, they should just trade John Wall. They wanted the uh, Houston Rockets wanted to trade John Wall and two first-round picks for Russ. They did. And, the, and, and Rob Palinka, like, are you are you serious? Are you high? Y'all must have been in that Snoop stuff because I know California got that good good out mm-hmm. here. Y'all had to be on some of that in Houston. Yep. If y'all think we're going to trade you Russ and those two unprotected first-round picks for John Wall? It's like it's just to get the cloud. No, and they ended up guess what? Trading John Wall back, and I don't know if the Rockets bought him out or something. They might have bought him out. I don't know what's going on with yeah. that. But it's, Clippers need to stay out the buyout market, and that worked out well for them. So Plumley was nice. Yeah, Eric Gordon has has been the the he been okay. He, he's, he's been like the de facto point guard. Like yeah. like they play him sometimes. But Skip, that's not what he is. No, he's, he's a two. He's a comp. He's a two. Yeah, he can make have a couple of assists. But he hadn't shot the ball well. He he's shoot. normally a better defender than what he's shown uh, yeah. uh, over the last couple I, of games. I, I agree. But they, they don't. They just don't. They don't look good. I, I'm not. I agree with you. This is what I'm going to agree with you on. I don't know if I would have tinkered as much with the roster. As they did. Clearly, they thought they needed something. I thought Luke Kennard was played played really well for them before he got injured. Skip he did. And Reggie Jackson and then Luke Kennard's a Memphis Grizzly has, has, and making shots. Go and, ahead. And, and Mr. April and May, Reggie Jackson. I mean, he Reggie. I, I told October. you. I told you. He's Ernestine's favorite player, yeah. and she would watch the Clippers just watch Reggie Jackson. Yeah. And now he's in Denver. He's in Denver. And and that's a sweet pickup for I, them. I, I like because he will take and make big shots. Yeah, y'all, oof. Mm, well, not, there you go. I, I think you're starting to talk yourself into they just might miss the playoffs. I don't think they're going to miss the playoffs, Skip, but I don't feel as – I'm like, okay, maybe they can – I didn't think they could win the championship, but, Skip, they look bad. I mean, but think of Skip. They've had leads of 12, 14, 12, and 12. Lost to Sacramento, Denver, and Golden State. Okay. I'm, That's with Russ as your new floor general. And, again, to your point, I can't dump it all on Russ because they're all bad. But it's the cloud factor. It's – it's, it's contagious wrong. It's contagious bad where all of a sudden the team just doesn't look the same and they all start missing shots and they all start turning the ball over. And to your point, in that classic shootout Sacrament 176 to 175, <laughs> I keep reminding everybody, with four minutes left to go at home, they're up 14 on Sacramento yes. with Russ on the floor. Well, it's not all his fault, but if you are the floor general, you get it home. You, can't you get it home? You then they go into one. the first overtime and they go up six points at home. It's just five minutes. Right. Can you not get that? Nope, nope, couldn't get it home. And then he fouled out at the end of the first overtime and then he wasn't there. And they go up six in the, the last overtime and they still can't win it. Okay. Guess what? Because they don't play defense. Yeah. You say you got to get it home Well, you got to get some stops. They used to hang their hat on their defense. They, mm-hmm. That used to be their calling card, and now they're all offense it's, all the time. It, it, it's flip. You look at the yep. offensive rating, it's gone up. I, I the agree. defensive rating has plummeted. Okay, and now we got, speaking of injury issues, Kawhi won't try to play on defense. He rests on defense. Uh, oh, okay? you saw that? You mm-hmm. noticed that too, huh? I do, unfortunately. I mean, he must be trying to play as long as LeBron. He can do it playing like that. I don't playing no back-to-back. Can. There's no way. Yeah, I don't skip. He don't play no defense. He don't hustle defense or nothing. Yeah. He's played good offense, but not defense. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, like you tell me, there's two sides, of the, two sides of the ball. Well, you could tell Joker. No, no, see, oh, now we're gonna tell Joker. But what we gonna tell Kawhi? <laughs> the king, the king of L.A., Kawhi Town. Where's that car? Where's that car that he was dangling the little, the little, little trinket, the little, the little mm-hmm. key, key chain? Where's that car? Where's that car at? 
He might have to see if he can get a Nike deal. Yeah, nah, right? nah, 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 we don't get, want get out from under. We don't want no, 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 no. LeBron said if he come, I go. <laughs> he yeah, yeah, he, he come, I go. He he, that's what LeBron said. Yeah. He, he and, Mr., and, and you saw uh, Phil Knight. He was in attendance when LeBron broke the record. He was. Yeah. No. Nah, we, nah, nah, we good. good. He was there. He had a deal with Nike. Mm. He did. No, yeah. he left. And then he back. tried to sue him, talking about they took the cloth. <laughs> so I don't think I don't think he could, I don't think he be inviting the bank. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe he needs to start wearing Adidas. Right. Or the something. length of Kawhi's career is a topic for another day, gentlemen. Let's get back on track. Right now, the NFL Combine unfolding in mm-hmm. Indy. And hey, what is going on in Baltimore? Oh, yeah. Do you gentlemen <laughs> think the Ravens' locker room mm. is losing its chemistry? Mm. Let's dive into that situation on the other side of this break. Flippin' Bats with Ben Verlander is your only place for the World Baseball Classic coverage. Hi, I'm Ben Verlander, host of Flippin' Bats. And I'm Alex Curry, co-host of Flippin' Bats. From Taiwan to Phoenix and Miami, we'll be providing you daily updates on all the action taking place in this year's WBC. So wherever you get your podcasts, make sure to like and subscribe us at Flippin' Bats. And I won't back down. Ravens general manager Eric DaCosta telling reporters at the Combine this week he doesn't have answers as to why the team has not been able to draft an elite wide receiver. Well, Ravens wideout Rashad Bateman decided to respond to DaCosta on Twitter. Bateman said, quote, how about you play to your players' strengths and stop pointing the finger at us and Lamar Jackson? Blame the one you let do this. We take heat 24-7. Woo-hoo, Shannon. Jump on in. What is going on in Baltimore? <clears throat> I think the thing is, Skip, a, a lot of people in Baltimore, the players, I shouldn't say a lot of people, the players are frustrated because they see the effort, the work that Lamar is putting in, and he's not being compensated. So you, you think it starts there? It starts Lamar. there. Okay. I, I think it starts there. But also the receivers, everybody that talks about the, <clears throat> the Ravens, the analyze, critique the Ravens, says their wide receiver play is inadequate. If they had a Justin Jefferson, if they had a Jamar Chase, if they had one of these elite-level receivers, Lamar Jackson, if you think he's good now, he would go through the stratosphere. You don't think Justin? You don't think Bateman hears that? Well, I mean, he was supposed to be he, Justin Jefferson, right? You're right. Yeah. But he also, Skip, is that he got injured. The constant said, you know, for whatever reason, sometimes it's tied to the quarterback. Yep. Sometimes it's tied to injuries. Guys are not being able to stay on the field. But it's not like – and it's easy, Skip, it's easy. Um, maybe you like Minnesota, you just sit pat, and Justin Jefferson falls out the sky like, damn, look what I caught. That's or you true. like the Dallas Cowboys, you sit, you're like, damn, look what I got. C.D. Lamb fell he, in my he lap. Just, he fell in your lap. The Ravens. And, and after C.D. fell in their lap, Justin Jefferson, Jefferson fell in their lap. Exactly. Okay. Skip, and so the Ravens, are, if you look at the Ravens, they go, uh, when you got a great quarterback, normally you're making the playoffs, you're going to be picking in the 20s. You're not going to be, I mean, the Alaves and the Wilsons and all those guys, that, that the, uh, uh, the Drake London, because yeah. they were off the board. And in order for the Ravens to pick 20, do you realize what you got to move up if you're in the 20s to move, to go up the board 12, 13, 14 slots? Mm-hmm. The Ravens like, man, we, we're more than a receiver away. Um, uh, and, and they try to go, they, they've tried it in the draft, Skip. They took, they took Hollywood Brown. That didn't pan out. Uh, they took, I mean, he was pretty good, but he wasn't that right. guy. Yep. Um, the, when, the, when they put Hollywood, think about it, Skip. They took Hollywood in 2019. He was the first receiver off the board. The, uh, 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 the pass took Nikhil Harry. That didn't work out. Mm-hmm. Look at the receivers that went in the second and third rounds. Debo, 
A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf, Malorn, Renfro were always taken second through the fifth rounds. Okay. Skip is not an exact fact. You think picking quarterbacks is hard? Try picking receivers. Because yeah. you, Skip, you never know. You see guys that win the Blitnikoff Award, like, with well, them, they can't get off press coverage. Well, and, a whole bunch of people made a mistake because this seventh rounder named <laughs> Shannon Sharp's in the Hall of Fame. So and, how many people swung and missed on you? Ain't no way 191 players were better than that one. I don't care what they say. I don't, I don't care, care what, what they say. <laughs> so, and I don't know how many tight ends went ahead. Well, you were more of a yeah, receiver yeah, type. Yeah, yes. Um, but how many receivers went before you went to the seventh round? A whole bunch. A bunch. Okay. And so, Skip, I think the thing is, is that he's frustrated that the criticism that the receiving, the receiving core is getting, and, but DaCosta said, it's on us that we haven't been able to land an all-pro receiver through the draft. And, Skip, I don't care what anybody says. Everybody says, ooh, Lamar Jackson is great. Ooh, Lamar Jackson is great. Top-flight receivers are not lining up to go to Baltimore. No. Don't get mad at me. I'm just telling you. If given a choice, would you rather go play with Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes? Lamar Jackson or Joe Burrow? Lamar Jackson or Justin Herbert? Lamar Jackson or Trevor Lawrence? That may come on, people. Y'all get mad on Shelly. I'm, I'm just being factual. I'm just telling you. I, I think they're underrating, underestimating just how, how lethal of a dart thrower Lamar can be. Like, right. like I— I have high regard for him as a thrower of the football. Yes, but I'm but, just saying. But the, the, the perception is go with those guys. But the same money, guys are going to go. Now, if yeah. Baltimore blow them out the water, mm-hmm. just like Cincinnati, people are going to go to Cincinnati even though they know if they blow them out the water. Yep. And that's just what it is. I think the frustration, and then you get all this on top of that, Skip, the report came out about, yeah. the, 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 uh, I guess, the, the, uh, the, the training staff, strength, uh, strength and conditioning yeah. coaches, that yeah. it wasn't very good. Yeah, well, and they just, fired him. And it seems like everything is just piling on, in which I am shocked. They, they fired the head strength coach just, just recently. Yes, yeah. I, Skip, I'm surprised because that's not what the Ravens are known for. No. They normally talk to the opposing team, they do. but they don't normally have a whole lot to say that's coming out of that locker room uh, 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 towards the coaches or things of that nature. So I'm surprised that this is how it is. Um, but I think, you know, the leadership. It's when we were there and then Ray took that thing over and then Suggs and those yep. guys, I don't, think, I don't think this would have been coming out of the locker room. It would not have been. Okay, you, you played for this organization. I did. This organization has led the league in doing it the right way mm-hmm. for many, for decades. Play like a raven. It, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it, it has class and dignity and, and character and clutchness. And, and all of the right intangibles emanated from this franchise, right? Yep. And all of a sudden, it, it's feeling like it's a mess to me. From, from the outside in, to your point, that there seems to be nobody at the wheel who, who can right the ship or, or turn the car back onto the road because there's no Shannon Sharp there. There's no Ray Lewis there. There's no Suggs. There's Lamar. He was the face of the franchise. Right. And they have, in his eyes, disrespected him to the point that that he just half-heartedly showed up last right. year because he said, you're going to do this to me right. after all I did for right. you. And, and they're looking, Skip, and they're looking at that and say, hold on, this is Lamar Jackson. He's won an MVP. The guy plays his ass off. If they do him like that, they're going to give me my money. They gonna, if they treat him like that, that's how do you true. think they're going to treat me? Right, and, and that, that ain't over yet. That, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's about to get worse. Yes, yes. So this all started, when, and by the way, they miss Ozzie at the wheel, too, yeah. because you know Ozzie very well. Yeah. Ozzie Newsome, he's 
also in the yeah, Hall he's, of Fame. He's still there. He's still okay, around. He, he's, he's still there, there. But, but he doesn't have the hands-on because he sort of had to pass the mantle to Eric DaCosta, so he's in charge now. Yeah. So to your first point about Eric DaCosta's quotes, he, he's actually trying to accept the blame for yes. this. He, he didn't do it full on because he's acting like we just haven't gotten a break, you know, like we've we swung and missed, but we're, we're going to, it's not for lack of effort. Right. Well, no, nobody doesn't try hard. In the draft. Exactly. They all try. Hard. Exactly. Okay. He, he calls it an anomaly that they haven't been able to hit on a wide receiver up higher in the draft. Right. Well, it's, it's kind of like it's on you. Right. And as hard as you just said it was, at some point, you just got to pull it off. Yeah. You got to hit on one of those guys. You got to find a Debo in the second, well, third But they kind of had the same success, uh, kind of like the, uh, what the, what, the Patriots. Skip, you look at the, the receivers that they've drafted in the first That's round true. and all the high picks, they've been terrible. Edelman, seventh-round pick. Or they trade or, or they traded for a Wes Welker, who's an undrafted free agent. Or they trade, they get free agency Danny Amendola. But if you look but at the picks. He's undrafted. Right. Yeah. But if you yeah. look at the picks, yeah. the Chad Jacksons no, and, 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 and all those. Yeah, down to Nikhil Harris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, okay. it was bad. Here's the other quote that just really hit me right between the eyes. This one from Rashad Bateman. Blame the one you let do this. I, I think he's saying you should blame. It's something about coaching, right? Right. It's something about is it John Harbaugh yeah. that's that's being called? Oh, into play that. What do you say? Play to the strengths. Mm-hmm. He says you're you're not letting us play to our strengths. So he's saying you should blame the one you let do this to us, right? Not play to our strengths. Right. Well, isn't that a coaching issue? Yeah, but I'm saying. So what? What do you, Bateman? What do you think your strengths are? I don't you, know. You, you you think so? You think? By you the way, when he was healthy last year, I saw flashes right. of first round. Right. And then, you know, Skip. They took they took Duvernay. They they, they taken they've taken some guys and, and tried to to, yep. to make it, but it's just. I mean, when you look at Hollywood, Skip Hollywood, uh, when you're Hollywood size, you take a receiver that high in the first round. Yeah. He better be Tyreek Hill. Okay. Yep. And by the way, from a distance, he's obviously in Arizona, but Hollywood Brown replied in a tweet that had a screenshot of, of Rashad Bateman's post yeah. with the caption, let him cook. So he was co-signing. Right. You know, he was he basically, he's basically saying, look, y'all need to let Lamar Jackson throw the football, uh, football yeah. instead of just having him run that zone, uh, yeah. you know, run the football. But Skip, you look, they drafted six wideouts in the last Hollywood in the first round, Miles Boykin, who's now in the Steelers, Devin DuVernay, who plays well, Prochet, the sixth round, Bateman's first round, Tylen Wallace in the fourth round. Mm. Yeah. Mm. No, you got to be better. Yeah, you got to. Or at some point, Eric DeCosta is going to lose his job. <laughs> you got yeah. and skip, and skip. But if you go back, I look at Ozzy. Ozzy didn't hit on wide receivers. He drafted Travis Taylor at number 10. Travis Taylor wasn't very good. Nope. He drafted Mark Clayton out of uh, Oklahoma. You remember he Mark Clayton? He wasn't very good. Mm-hmm. But Ray Lewis, Jonathan Ogden, Terrell Suggs, mm-hmm. Ed Reed, Marsha Yonda, Orlando Brown, Peter Bowler. <laughs> I mean, I mean oh, it's just, so you're not gonna hit even Coach Belichick. Coach Belichick can have fifty. He got he can say on my resume, I got Gronk, I got Tom Brady, I got two top 100 players in the history of the game, in the history of the game. He does so because he's won and whipped a lot, a whole lot, and gotten away with it until away. now. Still remember he took those two tight ends. Yep, he two of them, two of them. Yeah. and I don't even know if either one's on the team because the next year he went prejudice so. and got two more. Yep. It's, it's man. People think it's easy. Oh, they should have got. It's, it's, you say he should have got. Oh, they should, somebody should have drafted Aaron Donald after Aaron Donald win three defensive players a year. Mm. What if Aaron Donald does a window three? Then what are you saying? Mm. It's easy to say that. Skip hindsight. Yep. 
It ain't easy. But I'm going to look at the tape. Because, guys, I, I love who the, uh, the guy, Dan Campbell. He said, man, I'm with you. I look at game tape. He said, people coming out here running in pajamas. Mm-hmm. And y'all going up and down. No. Now, I want that to match. I want the combine to match what I see on tape. Yeah. But if somebody didn't play good on tape and they get out there and run fast and jump high, I'm like, well, I didn't see that on tape. So now either I got to go really go back and evaluate what did we miss? Did they play him out of position? Yep. Was he not in the right scheme? Yep. What's going on? But I've told you from the start, I can't agree with you more <laughs> because the combine just becomes a track meet. That's and it. unfortunately, NFL games are not track meets. Skip, guys, are, they, as soon as the game now, because Skip, unless you play in a national championship game, guys are leaving in the bowl. They're not even playing in the bowl. No. And they go right to Arizona, they go to Florida, come to California, and all they do, they get ready for the 40, they get ready for the cone drill, the vert, and all that stuff. So, Skip, basically, it's two months to do those five. It's a job interview, and you know the exact question that the boss is going to ask you. Mm-hmm. You better ace it. Mm-hmm. You've had eight weeks to prepare. You know he's going to ace it. Oh, his favorite color is blue. I'm going to have me a blue blaze on. <laughs> you know, hey, you know what? He, he's a, he, True. Hey. That's true. That, so that's okay. what they do right now, Skip. But I'm looking at the game tape. And I, I, Bateman, I think he can be really good. Yeah. But they need to get this situation sooner than later to resolve with, uh, with Lamar Skip. Better. The, the, the whole thing's going to crumble. Yeah, Skip. I mean, and he's not going to be happy with a franchise tag. He is not. They're talking about non-exclusive. You can make it non-exclusive. You can make it exclusive. The mere fact that you say tag. And I don't know how you bridge a gap. A $100 million gap, Skip. No. Nope. <laughs> $100 million gap you normally be on billion-dollar deals. Agreed. Not, not on a not yep. on hundreds of million-dollar gap. I don't know how you bridge that. I mean, ESPN say we're standing by that Lamar wants his contract fully guaranteed. Lamar says I didn't say that. Somebody's leaking some information because somebody's trying to get the public on their side, Skip. Yep. That's all I'm saying. Always happens. It doesn't feel There's right. There's a lot of work to be done at the negotiating table in Baltimore <laughs> yeah, as well as the draft table, that's for sure. All right, Skip, let's talk a little bit about your Cowboys. Let's. Does Mike McCarthy have the magic formula to get them a Super Bowl ring? I know yeah, you're okay. hoping so. Let's debate when we come back. Mike McCarthy also talking to reporters this week in Indy at the Combine. This time about how he views offensive play calling differently than his former offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore. McCarthy says, quote, I've been where Kellen's been. Kellen wants to light the scoreboard up, but I want him to run the damn ball so I can rest my defense. I think when you're a coordinator, you know, you're in charge of the offense. Being a head coach and being a play caller, you're a little more in tune. All right, Shannon. Do you like or do you have a problem with what McCarthy said? I got a problem, and McCarthy is full of ish. Because here's the thing, Skip. In the long Super Bowl in 2010, they were 24th in the league in rushing. They was fifth in passing. Mm. Well, so I thought you liked to run the ball. That ain't how you won your Super Bowl. You look at the Cowboys defense and look where they want, where they were ranked. In sacks, uh, 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 pressures, uh, uh, and things of that nature. Points allowed. Mm. That's not a defense that wasn't rested. Mm. At some point in time, Skip, we done everything we possibly can. We don't blame, man, we don't blame so many people. At some point in time, just look to your right. That, mm. That's you. That you. That's you. Mm. His defense, Skip, they gave up 19 points on the road. 
At some point in time, your quarterback missed five games, Mike McCarthy, and he tied for the league in interceptions with 15. Now, what do you think, Skip? What's the over and under? If he starts all five of those games, he leaves the NFL. He has that title all by himself. I'm going to go over. Whatever you think the touchdown is, whatever. So he missed, tw- he missed five games, so that's 12 games. So he had 15 interceptions. So he's going to be damn near close to 20 interceptions mm. if he starts, if he plays all 17 games. Three pick sixes. And he gonna blame Skip. They blame Kellen Moore. Can you believe they did Kellen Moore like that? I would just to say, you know what? Hey, Kellen. I want to thank Kellen for he did an unbelievable job. Look at where the offense ranked, and Kellen Moore was calling plays, points. Skip. The Cowboys were sixth in rushing attempts, but but ranked 18th in yards per carry. That ain't Kellen Moore's fault. It's not like he's not running the ball. It's not my. It's not his fault that you got a Clydesdale that you think is a thoroughbred or a quarter horse still running the football in Zeke. Thank you. I tried to tell you that, Skip. I said, Skip, you, you told me he's going to have a bounce. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's going to bounce back. I said, Skip, you've been around the game too long. Mm-hmm. You know when running backs go this way, they don't spring back up. Mm-hmm. Skip, I can't believe Mike McCarthy take a shot at this man like this here. He t- that, that's, a, that's a shot. He's basically saying the reason why we haven't been as successful is because Kellen Moore is throwing the ball too much. And he will not, he refuse to put any blame on Dak Prescott. Well, because he's still his quarterback. Okay, I'm going to say this one more time about Mike <laughs> McCarthy. Please drop the Mike McCarthy. Please quit talking Mike McCarthy. He can't help himself, Skip. He can't help himself because he constantly has to tell you how smart he is, or at least was in Green Bay. And... I believe he's a fraudulent head coach who is nothing but a product of Brett Favre and then Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And it fell apart the last three years he was in Green Bay. And Jerry Jones said, yeah, but he's got a Super Bowl ring, so I need a made man. And I (laughs) stood up on the top of this table and applauded. At least we got a coach who's been there and done that. Unfortunately, it was 12 years ago. Right. And unfortunately, it was mostly because of Aaron Rodgers, not because of Mike McCarthy. Mm -hmm. He had the audacity to go back to Green Bay this year for that regular season game and parade out onto the field two hours before the game wearing a Vince Lombardi coach. You saw that too? You know, the long Yeah, the camel. It was camel. Camel. It's Vince Lombardi Memorial. Yes. As in, I'm Vince Lombardi and I have returned to my (laughs) old stomping grounds. No, no, you haven't. And and your team unfortunately blew a 28 to 14 lead in the fourth quarter and you lost in overtime. (sighs) Okay. Why in the world would you need to take shots at Kellen Moore? Would you continue to demonize and vilify Kellen Moore after you won the power struggle with him. You won. Yes. You got him out of there. You yes. got him fired. Yes. Basically, they, they yes. fired him. They did. And the Chargers said, thank you, God. Right. We'll take him right here, right, right. now. Yep. And we will change our fate. And I, I told them, I might just pick the Chargers to win the AFC next year yes. because of Kellen Moore. So he just goes off yesterday. Please drop the mic because he's trying to tell you what a genius he is and that that he bit his lip over the last three years and let Kellen Moore, to the detriment of the football team, throw the ball too much, which is a flat-out lie. 
It's, it's just not true. He said, and then what, what happened in the playoffs? We got into a shootout, and we got our ass kicked. A shootout? 19 points. It was 19 <laughs> points. What are you talking about? If it was 37 to 35, I would give you that, but it wasn't. Kansas City and the Eagles got into a shootout. <laughs> what you got into was not a shootout. <laughs> you held them to 19 on the road. You should be able to win that game. You scored, tw- what was it, 12? or 12. No, Was it 12? I can't it, remember. Might have been 12. Yeah. Because it, it hurt, whatever it was. And Dak missed five throws that could have changed the fate of the game and the season. And he finishes, as Jen read, with Kellen wants to light the scoreboard up, but I want to run the damn ball so I can rest my defense. Uh, to your point, Mr. Sharp, <laughs> the Cowboys threw or attempted last year 556 passes. That ranked 19th in the league. 19th? Yes. They ran it 531 times, so it was pretty close to 50-50. That ranked 6th in the league. Oh, well, wait a second. You, you're, you're just flat out wrong. Did yeah. you not watch or yeah. you, do you not know yeah. your own stats? Okay. They ran the ball, but unfortunately, they gave it to the plow horse. 231 <laughs> times they gave it to the plow horse. The Clydesdale, is that what you yeah, call him? Yeah, call him Clydesdale. Clydesdale. Okay, yeah. all right. He's a Clydesdale. Okay, he's a fullback. Yeah, he's not a running back. He's a fullback. They gave it to him 231 times, and and he had a career low, all-time career low, 3.8 yards per carry. Yes. Okay. Well, that that's that's losing math, yes. right? Yes. Meanwhile, I kept pounding the desk over here. Tony Pollard, you just have to give it to him more. And you say, well, he's too small to run between the tackles. I'm not sure about that. Right. Unfortunately, he got hurt at San Francisco, and now his career is a question mark going forward, but he's a free agent. Right. Okay. He only touched it or got to to carry the ball 193 times. So 231 for Zeke to only 193 for Pollard. But he averaged 5.2 a carry, which was the third best in the whole league. Yes. Okay. Well, what are you doing? Okay, Mike, if you're the head coach, wouldn't you say, uh, Kellen, I like that you're calling runs, but but let's put Tony in the game a little more than right. we have Zeke in the game because we're hurting ourselves. We're upside down in our productivity here with our running back. Well, no, you say, Jerry, can we put Tony Pollard okay. in the game more? That's not a Kellen Moore call. Okay. So pro football focus, in the end, they graded Tony Pollard the third best running back in pro football. Okay. They graded Zeke the 41st best running back, but you're giving him the bulk of your carries. Yes. That's the problem. Mike, you, you should be able to see this. He but can't. no, he, he can't see it. And th- they did. What, what's that stat? Dak, Dak is sensational when they run right, it more than they throw. pass yes. it. His record is off the charts. Right. Well, okay, so we already knew that. Yes. We, we could see that. Yes. But, but you don't need to take shots at Kellen Moore. Exactly, Skip. But in today's game, the game, the rules have changed. You're not running your way to no championship. You think, you, this is not 80s football. This is not 90s football. No. Oh, bring your defense and run the football. You better be able to throw it, and you better be able to throw it consistently. And that is your problem. You have Dak play great one game. We look at what he did against Tampa. And then we look at what he did the week before Tampa and the week after Tampa. And you tell me you think you can go win a championship with that kind of play? He's too inconsistent. Stop blaming it. Oh, Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore, you had the second best offense as far as points and yards. When Kellen Moore is calling the plays. You tell me you had the second best quarterback? Your quarterback has been inadequate. I mean, that's just it in a nutshell. The defense is good enough. It's rested enough. As a lifelong diehard Dallas Cowboy fan, my biggest takeaway is, Mike, you wanted it. Be careful what you wish for. You got it. You are on the hottest seat in the NFL next year because you, my friend, are calling the plays. So it's on you. Jerry said he ain't on no hot seat. 
Yeah, well, no, it's, it's he's on my hot seat. <laughs> he's on the fans' well, okay, hot seat. Okay, Skip Jones, what you going to do? What you going to do? I wish I was Skip Jones. I wouldn't be sitting here. Would I? I probably yeah, you would probably be. would. I probably would be. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Skip. I mean, I can't believe this man taking shots at Kellen Moore. <laughs> Basically, said we we lost because of Kellen Moore. Ain't he it? did. He's trying to blame Kellen Moore. Don't look at me. I'm just the head coach. Yeah. I wondered what he did. He looks like a bump on the log on the side. Not a very good one mm-hmm. taking shots yeah. at coordinator. He probably would backdoor you, Kellen Moore, telling you're not that good. He probably would backdoor you while you ain't get no head job. That is true. I'm going to selfishly cut you off because <laughs> we get to put on our LSU hats coming oh. up next, and I've been waiting all Voila. morning for this. You think we'll see Pete Maravich's college scoring record still fall this year? Maybe. It's been there Maybe. for over half a century. Let's talk about it coming up next on Undisputed. Selfishly, I'll admit, I was not upset this did not happen. Detroit Mercy's Antoine Davis coming up just four points shy of breaking Pete Maravich's NCAA Division I scoring record in a conference quarterfinals loss last night. Detroit Mercy ends the season with a 14-19 overall record. They still could, though, get an invite to the college basketball invitational where Davis could get one more chance at breaking Pistol Pete's all-time record, 3,000. 667 points in his college career, scoring-wise. Uh, all right, Skip, I'm going to let you go first. Mm. On a scale of 1 to 10, how impressive has Antoine Davis's run been at be, Pete's be record? I'm going to be honest, but my emotions are extremely mixed here. I'm a big fan of Antoine's father, Mike Davis. Okay. You remember he replaced Bobby Knight right, at yes. Indiana? Yep. And that, that was a tough seat to fill. Yes. And in 2002, he coached the Hoosiers all the way to the championship game, and they lost to Maryland. But he got them there. He's been at UAB for a while. Now he's at Detroit Mercy. I love his kid. He's a good kid, Mm -hmm. and he has a lot of talent. But I love the fact that Mike Davis told Antoine, his son, when he was a little kid, if you want to learn to play this game, you go watch Pete Maravich instructional videos. They're all over the Internet Mm -hmm. because he told his son, He's the only superstar who could actually explain exactly how he did what he did. Right. So go watch these videos. And that's what Antoine grew up on. Now to the point. You won't find a bigger Pete Maravich fan than I am. I grew up on him. I had the privilege, the honor of seeing him play live five times. And I'm, I'm here to tell you that on a basketball court, there are two men who did things that were magical to me that I've never seen anybody able to pull off on a basketball court. And those two people were Pete Maravich in college basketball, to some degree in pro basketball, mm-hmm. but Meadow Lark Lemon on the court for the Globetrotters. And I don't know if you ever got to <laughs> yeah, see him. So, the hook shot okay. from half court. It's, it's just like magic, like you can't do that. That was Pete Maravich to me. He did things. He pulled off shots where I said, I don't know how he did that. He was six feet, five inches tall. But he averaged 44.2 points per game for only three years because they didn't let freshmen play. play. So it was 83 total games. Antoine has averaged 25.3 a game for 143 games. So it's actually 60 now, 61 more games than Pete played. 61 more games. In an era, in Pete's era, in which there's no three-point line. 
Trust me on this. Oh, he did average 50 plus. I, I, I'm going to go 60. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm no. going to go 60 <laughs> because he invented the logo three before there was a three. He, he and before pull, there was a logo. He, he just pulled up. Yes. He just pulled up. It's a two-point shot, and he would jack it up, and he would make it. Yep. And he shot jump shots, and he shot circus shots in the lane. Now, I'm going to give the, now back to Jen's question. I, I'm still going to give this kid a nine on his achievement because – as his father said, let me find the quote here. He, his father said, people thought there was no way he could even get close to Maravich, and he got close. Okay, so I'm going to give you that. But Skip, the man okay. played 60 okay. more games. Pete took a lot of shots. He averaged yeah. 38 shots a game. He did. So Pete ended up, at, at, as we speak right now, he has taken, Pete did take 205 more shots than Antoine right. has taken. But what tears my heart out is this prospect that, Detroit Mercy could now pay $50,000 to go to this CBI, this college basketball invitational. You have to pay the freight. You have to pay nah, your nah, way nah, in. No, 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 no. You can't, you can't get, no, no. 50 grand to get into the tournament. And, and it, it would, count, it and would it count. count. It would count. Oh, hell no. Nah. It would count. No. Nah. And I'm a hell no, nah too. No. Nah. Because, come on, and Mike Davis said after the game, I'm going to let the kids vote on this. If they want to go, we'll go. And Antoine said, if, you, if, you, if, if my teammates want to do it, I'll go do it just because I love to play. But if he goes and makes one more three, and remember, the pressure was suffocating last night because he missed his last four shots and three of them were three. Right. And at one point when he made his last three, they were up 63 to 60. And then over the last 419 of the game, because that is a, it's LeBron passing Kareem right. on the college level, but nobody really cared because nobody really cares about Detroit Mercy, Correct. right? Yes. Okay. So in the end, Pete Maravich is so dear to my heart. I know he's LSU, and and, and of, of the top ten all-time collegiate scores, there's only one guy who played at a major school, and and it was Maravich who did play in the SEC against right. Kentucky and Alabama Mama, and yeah. Auburn and all the all the right. rest. So. To me, he was so special in, in what he pulled off. Even as a passer, I saw him make passes. He would hit teammates in the face with oh, the yeah. ball right and left. <laughs> that, that I was happy last night that the record stood, and I'm with you. It, it would be a little fraudulent to go to the CBI yeah, to break yeah, this nah, record. Yeah, yeah, nah, nah, nah. Skip, look, kudos to the kid. Skip, he's a fifth-year senior. He is. Um, like you said, uh, Maravich in his day and time, the freshman could not play, so he yeah, got and three. And by the way, Antoine got the extra year because of COVID. COVID. Yeah. But Skip, I mean, he's he's averaging, he's averaged basically 20 more points a game in 60 fewer games. <laughs> I mean, it's just, so just imagine, if Maravich had stayed another year, could have stayed his freshman year, Nobody would have ever, ever broke. Nobody would have even cut, come close. No, it'd be those those wilt marks where you yes. say, well, you yeah, can't it, do it's that. Not, it's not going to happen. Right. right. It's, it's, it's just not. Right. I just look. And like I said, I don't, I don't want to diminish the kid. I mean, the kid, he and, has and five. You shouldn't. Seriously. Right. But, but, Skip, I would look at it like this. If it took LeBron James, LeBron James played 20 years. Yeah. He still, Skip, is in fewer games. He passed Kareem he did. in fewer games. If LeBron James had played tw- – 22 years to break this record, and it took him 150 more games. Well, it doesn't have the same meaning. Nope. Bro, you played you played two seasons longer than Kareem, mm-hmm. but because LeBron's scoring average is higher, yep. he's going to do it in fewer games. You're going to have to give him some credit for that. Okay. Skip, I just, I mean, I mean kudos. Like I said, I, don't, I mean, it's a college kid, and I don't want guys, people, I don't want you to think I'm random guys for Ray, but Pete Maravich, mm-hmm. the, the average 44. 
Nobody's ever going to average 44 points. You might not average 44 points over two games, let alone for over 88 games. It, it was ridiculous. And further, the other detriment that he faced was there was no shot clock in that era. So some Team teams would, start would holding just the ball. say, we're going to play keep away. Yes. We're just going to see how long we can hold on yes. to the basketball so you can't shoot it. Remember because D we know we can't stop you. Remember Dean Smith's uh, four corners? They, they get the ball. They got the ball late. Yeah. They wouldn't even take a shot for like four or five what minutes. What was his name? Ford. Four, uh, Phil Ford. Phil Ford. Yeah. Mm -hmm. he just play quarterback in the middle, and they just <laughs> could bounce it back. And you just couldn't get the ball back. All right. Okay? Well, that's what they were doing to Pete Maravich, yeah. who didn't have a three-point line. Yes. So when I look at the numbers, this kid, Antoine, he's now set the record for most threes made yeah, in, in a career. 588. Well, that means he, he's plus 588 points yeah. on those kind of shots. Right. Because Pete was was making those kind of shots too, but they were only counting what, what two counts. Yeah, right. It's I, I, I mean, just the extra year. If Skip, if he had done, if he had done it in three years, if he had done it, in, you know, like, but he got an extra what? Because he he got five years, so he played part of a fourth year. They cut it short, so he got to come back for a whole year. He did. Yep, that's what happened. But he's, he's still, he's a good kid. I don't know if he... he you think he can make it in the NBA? I, I don't think so. He's 6'1", about 170 or so. Well, hey, I mean, can I you don't know. It? He says he's, he's full bore trying. John, John Lucas helped coach him right. also when he was a kid. So here's the biggest takeaway from this. All-time NCAA scoring leaders in basketball yeah. is so different than, like, NBA scoring right. leaders because you've never heard of any of them right. except for the guy at the top, right. Pete Maravich, right. who went on to be a five-time All-Star, right. who went on to lead the league in scoring, right. who went on to score 68 one night against the Knicks. Right. He was on bad teams. He had alcohol issues. Yeah, he was, I, he was I, on a really bad team. He, the Jazz were really, really bad back then. Really and bad. the Hawks. And the Hawks. He was drafted third overall by the Hawks. But the point why I interviewed him in 1984 – and he was into his sobriety at this point, but he got wrecked by the expectations right. to be magic in pro right. basketball. Right. Mississippi Valley State had a guy that was yeah. out there. Okay. Like a, well, here, a here's, a here's some of them. Remember Freeman Williams? He was at Portland. Okay. He's third on the list. Chris Clemens was at Campbell. Lionel Simmons, LaSalle. Yeah. Yeah. Alfonso Ford, Mississippi Valley State. State. Okay. Doug McDermott, we know because yeah. he, Creighton. Okay, but Creighton's not a huge school, no, but, no. but we know Doug McDermott because he's been pretty good in pro yeah. basketball. Mike Dom from South Dakota State is eight. Harry Kelly from Texas Southern is nine. And Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah, that's Machine Gun. <laughs> and, and Kedron Clark from St. Peter's is 10th on this list. Right. Number one and still hanging in there is the guy at LSU, which was in the SEC. I mean, Skip, you, but you should not be allowed. Well, we're going to go play. We're going to play $50,000. To go in, I, how, how are they a part of the NCAA? <laughs> I don't know what, it's a satellite tournament. I don't know. You Come got on, me. This ain't no AAU skip, this yeah. ain't AAU ball. Th this would really cheapen the Yeah. Record. I don't know if the NIT would say we'll take a shot at you just because we'll take a do, chance. Do, do, do points, uh, I don't know, do, do points in the, in, 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 in the NCAA tournament, does that go towards your score? Mm -hmm. Well, he ain't yep. going. Well, they're not good. They're not getting no invited. Fourteen and nineteen. No, fourteen and nineteen. Like I said, with the NIT, usually that that there's no way they would qualify for the NIT. No, it's it, over. You want those bubble teams in the NIT right. that don't make. Yeah, it. big team. Yeah, big Detroit Mercy not a big team. No, it's not a big team. Nah, Skip. No, it's over. He finished second. He had a great career. He did. Hopefully, he gets an opportunity. Uh, uh, yeah. Because I mean, he got five hundred eighty-three, so clearly he can shoot the ball from distance. He can. Can he be consistent? Good question.
I mean, Dame Lillard's 6'1". I know. So that's what I would take. I was like, well, hold on, Dame did. I'm, I'm, I, can, I should okay. be able to do it too. Okay. All right. Coached by his dad, so you know, he knows how to play the game. I, I agree. McDermott was coached by he his was. dad. He was. He was. coached was by was his dad. By press. Yep. <laughs> so. Okay. But I do want to congratulate that kid because it's still an achievement to get oh, yeah. this far. It's an achievement. Yeah. It you has want to been get a fantastic no. run for Antoine. <laughs> nah, you can't play. Skip, you can't play I 50 agree. grand, Jen. Nah, we're not gonna allow you to play 50 grand. Or we're gonna take a go for me to play 75 grand to keep him out. <laughs> Long live the legend of Pistol Pete, <sighs> in my humble opinion. Well, I don't think anybody's gonna get All close right. again then. No. Coming up next, gentlemen, did last night prove Luca and Kyrie can coexist in Dallas? Mm. I need you to break this down for me. That's on the other side of this break. Doncic got just their second win together as teammates. It was a 133-126 W over Joel Embiid and the 76ers. Kyrie dropped 40 points, 6 of 8 from three-point land. Luka, meanwhile, 42 points and 12 assists in the win. A guy who knows a little bit about three-point shooting, NBA champion Eddie House is joining us again. We haven't worn him out yet. Eddie, jump in here. Do you think last night proved this Luka-Kyrie experiment can work? I don't think that it proved that. I, I knew offensively that it would work uh, just because they're two dynamic scores. You know, they're three-level scores, guys that score at the rim, guys that can mid-range shot, and then they also can shoot the three. Luca being a little bit different because he can post up a little bit more. I think being more of a facilitator, I think more than anything else, I think that what this experiment is doing is actually showing that Luca can play off the ball. That was a question that I was wondering when somebody else who was ball dominant, would Luca be able to have the same success that he was able to have when he was controlling and running the whole offense? And the numbers scream that, that he, he can do it. I mean, if you look at stats per 100 possession, Luca's averaging 43 points. He's averaging 10 rebounds and eight assists. And Kyrie is averaging 35, seven and seven on nearly eight. So it shows to me, if, if I'm the Dallas Mavericks now, it shows Luca can play with another superstar. Now it can invite and people will be enticed to come to Dallas and play alongside with him because you now are seeing that he can defer, that he could play off the ball. Because to me, that was the main question. How are you going to entice anybody in free agency to come play with somebody who dominates the ball like Luca has, has been doing uh, so far in his career? So I think what it does show, and it's a, a, an experiment that's working out that he can – he can play with other superstars. He could play off the ball and still be successful. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I wasn't concerned about it working offensively, but defensively is where they struggle. But I think also this is also Lucas should love playing with Kyrie because now he doesn't have to tax himself. He doesn't have to play 40 minutes because guess what happens when you only have one superstar? Normally when he goes to the bench, what happens to a lead, Eddie? It, when it dwindles. And guess what happens mm -hmm. if you're behind and the superstar goes to the bench? It increases. So now all of a sudden you got a guy, you send Luka to the bench, you got Kyrie, who's a dynamic scorer in, him, in his own right, uh, Skip, that, as Eddie said, he can get to the three, for the three-pointer, for the mid-range, finish at the rim with either hand is the, with the best of them, 88, 90% free throw if you foul him. So now that takes a lot of the pressure off of Luka, saying, damn, I don't have to play 40 minutes tonight. I can let Kyrie lift, uh, lift some of this load because Kyrie in the fourth quarter, 
Luka does a lot of deferring to Kyrie because he knows Kyrie can get hot and can heat it up with the best of them. So it doesn't, it doesn't solve their overall team issue as far as how far can they go. I don't believe they can win a championship, Eddie, because they can't stop anybody. They still allow the 76ers to have three guys score at least 27. One guy was Joel Embiid was 13 of 21 with 35 points. Tyrese Maxson was 12 of 21 for 29 points. James Harden was 8 of 12 for 27 points. They, shot, they allowed the Sixers to shoot 58%. You're not going to win a playoff game. You let an opposing team shoot 58% in the playoffs, you going home. Mm, no doubt. Okay, my turn. Last night proved nothing to me because I still don't love the fit of Luka and Kyrie because they're too much alike. Ultimately, somebody has to have the basketball going solo. And yet, I'm in awe of how, to Eddie's point, Luka is trying to make this work because he's bent over backward. He, he is going way out of his way to make this work because in the first five games they'd play together, Luka had assisted to Kyrie only three times. Last night, he went way out of his way right from the start. His first six assists of the game went to Kyrie. Eight of his 12 assists went to Kyrie. The fourth quarter, Luka just gives the ball to Kyrie in every fourth quarter that they have played together. And the point is, if Kyrie is hot, it'll really work because he made six out of eight threes. Mm -hmm. The the biggest takeaway from last night was Dallas tied its all-time franchise record by making 25 three-point shots. Dallas forged a 25-point lead with 343 left in the third quarter. And then, ladies and gentlemen, what happened from that point? Well, here came the Sixers, and they outscore the, the home team, 44 to 24 over the, the, the next sort of quarter, if you will, quarter and, and, and a third, 44 to 24 against a team that was playing back-to-back on the road, a team that had won at Miami, although Joel rested the night before. So Joel was there. He's going to get his 35 because Dallas can't stop him. I thought he should have taken more shots. But here we win again in a fourth quarter. And even Kyrie said after the game, I was thinking, here we go again. They blew a 27-point lead to your Los Angeles Lakers when they did have LeBron and, and obviously right. uh, AD. 27-point lead at home you blew? Last night, they blew almost a 25-point lead because it went down to the 22nd mark, and, and Tyrese Maxey, they got the ball back off a missed free throw, and he had a shot that would have cut it to three with 12 seconds left. So they almost blew a 25-point lead. Yeah. So in the fourth quarter last night, what happened? Luka took only three shots. He's the leading scorer in this league. He took only three shots. Kyrie took six shots in the fourth quarter. I'm good with that if you're making them, and he was making them last right. night. So now for all the fourth quarters they have played together, so far it's six plus one overtime. Would you believe Kyrie has taken 49 shots in all those combined fourth quarters in overtime? to 16 shots for Luka. So Luka, to Eddie's first point, he's just deferring. He's just saying, we brought you in here to be our closer. You close it. And when he's hot, it works. But he missed the game-winning three, obviously, in the previous game. Well, Skip, I see – Eddie, let me go jump in right here. I see a lot of LeBron in Luka. Okay. Um, And if you you notice, Skip, when when LeBron was with Kyrie, Mm -hmm. he would let Kyrie get going knowing that I could always go get mine. I'm 6'7", I can jump down on the block. 
I can get whatever I need. Luke is six seven. Yeah, yeah. Luke is six seven. Yeah. LeBron is saying, Kyrie, get going. Okay. Because if I that. need, if I, I, I know what I can do. I know yeah. I can go post on the block. Okay. I got I it. can get mine. True. And he let Kyrie get off. When mm-hmm. Kyrie got going, he said, okay, now it's me. I think your concern is late in the ball game. Okay, we see they had the big lead, but if it's a close ball game, one possession here, one possession there. Who's gonna do it? Okay. Whose turn? Who? Who? Which way are you gonna do Whoever it? Whoever hot. Yeah, I, mean, I think that I think whoever's hot, whoever has it going. I mean, yeah. I don't think Luca's going to defer if he has it. If he's rocking and rolling, Luca come down and hit two, three straight shots. I don't think he's going to all of a sudden defer because I, I, what happened in the, that first year in Miami, 2011, that was kind of the issue with LeBron, D Wade, and Chris Bosh. Yep. They was trying to figure out who's going to take the shot. They were passing up good looks to try to get somebody else going. But that next year, they understood exactly how to go. That's not the dynamic here with with uh, Luca, and it's only one other guy. And Luca, to me, looks like he trusts Kyrie more than he's trusts any other teammate yeah. that he's played with. And so, to me, yeah, go ahead. Eddie, what do you think happened the day that Kyrie was acquired and he first walked in that locker room door to see Luka Doncic? Who, who was thinking what? Who is the man on this team? Kyrie is decorated. He is a made man because he's got a ring, and he made a big shot, and obviously late in that game seven at Oakland. Do, do you think Lucas still thinks he's the man, or Kyrie thinks he's the ultimate man in that locker room? No, Luca for sure thinks he's the man. Don't get don't get that twisted. Don't have no mistake about it. Luca is the man on that team. Kyrie is just a, a, dish, a piece, a great piece. So when he uh, Kyrie came through the locker room, or the news came down the wire that they were getting Kyrie, believe me. Luca was like, finally, I got somebody that I could trust that I don't have to always have the ball in my hand. I could take some plays off offensively and let him just go to work because they're going to need all the energy defensively. You guys both talked about it. The problem with them is not scoring. The problem is defense. The problem, they can't stop anybody. I mean, I don't know if they could get a stop on me right now, and I ain't played in a while. So I'm just to me that that's going to be the issue for them is getting stops. It's not putting the ball in the hole at all. I'm sure Mark Cuban told uh, Luca, are we going to land Kyrie? I, he, Luca knew before he, before he uh, walked. Well, I hope he did, <laughs> and I hope he co-signed. He, oh, he absolutely yep. did. Oh, he for sure did. <laughs> Great stuff, Eddie. We want you to stick around. We need you to help us break down Russell Westbrook yeah, and the Clippers. Is that down. one going to work <laughs> as break well? It all the way down. Russ, you doing good. Keep doing what you do, Russ. Yeah. Hang with us, Eddie. Undisputed <laughs> will be back in just a moment. Right on. The Clippers just couldn't hold on to an 11-point lead last night. They end up falling 115-91 to the Warriors. Golden State came to play after halftime. They put up 42 points in the third quarter compared to just 16 points from Los Angeles. Russell Westbrook finished 3 of 12 from the floor, 0 of 5 from 3. After the game, Draymond admitted part of the Warriors' plan was to give Westbrook open looks. All right, Eddie. Still hanging with us. We appreciate it. How much is Westbrook to blame for the Clippers going 0-4 since they signed him? You know what I'm not going to allow on this show? I'm not going to allow you guys to slander Russell Westbrook. And like you he guys. Is. Me. No, okay, yeah, okay, Me. yeah. You got, you got it. I'm not going to allow you, Skip, to Me. slander Russell Westbrook like yeah. it's all his fault. Let's get some things clear. Because I did some number 
crunching and, and, and dug a little deep on this question, right? Crunch. So the game against Sacramento, they gave up 176 points, right? Yes. Russ had 17 points, 14 assists in that game. They lost by one. But the team, the team, the Sacramento Kings shot 58% from the field, 43 from three. How was that Russ' fault, right? The next game against the Nuggets, he, was, he had 17 points, five rebounds, five assists, five steals, only two turnovers. They lose that game. They gave up 51% field goal percentage to the Nuggets, 33 from three. The T-Wolves shot 47% from the field. I don't, and the Warriors, last night, the Warriors, they just ran into a bus all last night, but they shot 36%. This is the, the, the Clippers now. They shot 36% from the field and 20 from three. I just want to know, gave up 15 offensive rebounds. They had 16 team turnovers that led to 29 Warrior points. You can't point and say that that's Russell's fault. You got to say that that's a team fault. They got to figure out how they're going to play together. I'm just not sure if that starting lineup is the lineup that I would rock with. Maybe I bring Russ in off the bench like he was coming in and let Uh him play against the two and let Mm -hmm. him have an opportunity to get downhill against the twos and not play against the starters. So Mm -hmm. to me, that's the issue. It's not Russell Westbrook. And I think it's unfair for people to constantly say that wherever he goes, that he's not a winning player and, and it, it doesn't translate to winning. Well, look at the team sometimes. Look mm. at the team. When he did have a good team surrounding him, they did go to the conference. They did go to the finals when he was younger. They did play in playoff games. And, yeah, did Kevin Durant eventually leave? Yes. But at the same time, I'm not going to allow you, Skip Bayless, mm-hmm. to slander Russell Westbrook yeah. and say that yeah. it's completely his fault mm. because it's not. It's not his fault. Mm. It's a team, a team issue. Now, has he been part of it? Because he does have 17 turnovers in those four games. Mm. So is he part of it? Yes. But is he the main reason? Hell no. Mm. Yeah, go ahead. You got on your undertaker black. Go ahead and bury him. <laughs> you going to let me? Yeah, I'm going to let you. Poor Eddie House <laughs> has fallen into the same trap that LeBron James fell into, that Anthony Davis fell into, the Russ trap. They finally escaped the trap. I don't know how. Jeannie finally said, I will give up my 2027 first-round pick unprotected. I'll just give it up. I'll give it to Utah if you will please take him off our hands. Eddie, I, I get it. Everybody falls into the trap of he's a slam-dunk first-ballot Hall of Famer. He is more trouble than he's worth. He has loser intangibles, and he always had. He is the greatest bad basketball player I've ever seen. He has the worst hands of any point guard in the history of basketball, and I think I'll go to high school basketball level. (laughs) I've never seen anything like it. Shannon Sharp will attest he couldn't wait to get out from under Russell Westbrook or Russell Westbrick, as I call him. And yet Paul George had one great year alongside Russ in Oklahoma City, and he campaigned for his Clippers to go get Russ. We need a floor general. A floor general? You, you need a court jester? That's what he is. He's, a, he's not a floor general. And all of a sudden, the, the first game, the great shootout, 176 to 175 against Sacramento. Russ is on the floor. They got a 14-point lead with four minutes to go at home, and they blow it. They have a six-point lead in the first overtime at home, and they blow it. And then the Denver game you talked about, they they roared back in the fourth quarter from nine down at Denver because Russ was on the end of the bench. He probably should have come back in overtime because they hit the wall, and they missed all five of their shots in overtime. But, again, 
Russ is more the problem than the solution because he's a human cloud. He just hangs over the team. He's contagious bad. And Eddie, if you watched last night, he's a horrendous. He is the single worst three-point shooter in all of basketball, and it ain't even close. You do that. So, so last night, Steve Kerr went to the links of just saying, Draymond, you got him, but you don't got him. Don't even guard him. Go stand in the middle of the lane so that you'll be in rebound position, but just ignore him. Dare him to shoot threes or jump shots. And he misses all seven outside the paint. He went 0 for 5 from 3, and it was an embarrassment. And you can't tell me that over time it doesn't go contagious bad into the psyches of the people playing with him. I'm sorry. He, he was a nightmare last night, and they were a nightmare in the second half. And it's not not all I can't do stats like you say it's not all his fault but his presence is why all of a sudden they're 0, 0 and 4 with Russ but you 0 do, and 4 you do realize that Kawhi wasn't playing defense before no, Russ got wasn't. there he wasn't and although that, they had won 10 out of 14 yeah. games going to the all-star break and by the way my final stat on Russ is he has now started over his last 14 games that he started for any NBA team he's 0 and 14 or his team is right and it has something to do with Russ's presence. Go ahead. Skip, Russ isn't the only one not playing defense. No, I, I got it. But Russ, you're, you're right. But, but at this point in time in his career, Eddie, I think you'll agree with this. Russ knows that at, in, at this point of his career, he's never going to get credit when they win. He's going to get all the blame when they lose. That's where he is now in his career. He's been on five teams in five years, and it everybody – they couldn't wait to get him. They couldn't wait to get rid of him. That is correct. That's where we are, Eddie. That's where we are right now with Russ. But when you look at this, I agree. And I told Skip, I'm like, why would you upset the chemistry that you had with Terrence Mann with how well he was playing in the starting lineup he was. to insert Russ, who had been coming off the bench for the better know. part of 50-plus games, and y'all got no chemistry with him. I understand Paul George says, well, I had my best year. Well, I couldn't tell last night. You were 3 of 15 from the floor and 1 of 8 from 3. Mm. And until y'all start playing some defense, because you said they had 14, 12-point leads, well, if you hope play some defense, you can keep a 12, 14-point lead, <laughs> okay. which you guys don't play anymore. All right, fair point. Go ahead, Eddie. And with and the six-point lead, they had an overtime, like you said, and they blew that. And let's not forget, they had Kawhi Leonard, they got Paul George, right? And we all were saying when they came together, I don't know if it's a better – Two two man defensive backcourt, <laughs> uh, front court, and, and shooting guard <laughs> ever. I don't. This is the best one in the league, and they're losing games by not playing defense, and that's where okay. they are supposedly hanging their hat right. at, and they're not getting it done. So, like uh, again, we we could talk all day at length about what the Clippers' problems really are. It's not just Russell Westbrook. Okay, I Russell got Westbrook it. in that starting lineup, it is a problem to me though. There okay. is no spacing I, I out it. there. Final quick point on this. Our man Chris Haynes last night on TNT reported that he had talked to Russ just before the game, and Russ said he still believes he should win sixth man of the year, even though he's now starting for the Clippers because of all the, the good work he did for your Lakers. Uh, no, you have a new no teammate way. named Norman Powell, Powell. Who, who I think was starting to edge ahead in sixth right. man of the year. He had, a, he had a horrible game <laughs> right. last night, right. but how's Norman Powell going to take it if right. Russ is campaigning for sixth man of the year? Here we go again. Well, it don't matter. Neither, neither one of them are getting it, man. That, that award <laughs> is going to Malcolm Brogdon. Okay. Yeah, I, I agree. Well, but, you you should know. But you know what, Eddie? I think Ty Lue is going to tell, gonna tell uh, uh, Russ, Russ, when they play off like that, take two dribbles and get to the free throw line and pull up and shoot the shot. 
Don't stand around out there dribbling the ball. They back in the paint. They at the, the, the check line, and you yeah. out there dribbling the ball at the three-point line. Take two, three hey. dribbles and get to the free throw line and pull up. Or you know what else you could do? What? You, you know what else you could do if you're a basketball player? Uh, not saying that he's not, but when they sagging off you like that, go swing it and go set a pick. There'll be no help on the pick. You go set the pick, the dude's all the way in the lane. You just pass it, go set a pick. He's going to come off clean for an easy mid-range jump shot. Good point. I love the discussion. Eddie House, 11-year NBA vet, champion with the Boston Celtics back in 08. Thanks for your time. Have a great weekend, yes, Eddie. Yes, you do. He's our Take care, guys. All right. All right, Eddie. You're done. You're done. We're stopping. <laughs> We're moving on to the NFL and the draft, guys. Did the Cowboys just reveal their drafting a quarterback? Oh, yeah, you can fight yeah. over that one in just a moment. <laughs> TCU quarterback Max Duggan could just be staying in Texas. Mike McCarthy raving about the quarterback. He told reporters, quote, I just love the way he plays. In the games I saw, you're never out of the game with Max. I think that's a huge characteristic as a quarterback that you have to have in this league. You have to win those games. You see it every year in the playoffs. Yeah. A strong praise from Mike McCarthy. Shannon, what do you make of it? Man, this dude, man, if they if they played as well as they talk, they would be ten times champ. Because all they do, oh, we go, we flip the switch, can't nobody see us. Mm. And he, uh, and I don't know what he's talking about. Hey, he's never out of the game. Well, I was talking to Ash last night. She said, well, I felt we was out of the game very early, <laughs> very Georgia. early on against Georgia. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Sixty-five and, to seven. And she went to TCU. She, yeah. she went to TCU. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Dak was like, hold on, wait a minute. Dak's got to be saying, wait a minute. You, you, yeah. just, you just told me he couldn't say, well, Dak's part of the blame because <laughs> Dak's on the roster still. <laughs> Yet you out here gushing about another quarterback and Dak is still on your roster. Yep. First of all, you know good – Skip, when, normally when teams are going to select a player, they're going to keep it, keep it tight-lipped. We don't want anybody else to think that we think this highly of this kid. That's what they do. All of a sudden, but they're not the Cowboys. Oh, man, we love Max Duggan. Woo, man, he's, he, he's never out of the game. He's hard-nosed. And you get, you're never out of the game, and you got to win those type of games. Dak, you know, he talking about you. You know, the playoff game that you're supposed to be winning, mm. that he said Max Duggan be winning. You not winning those. Mm. I, why y'all talk so much? Because <laughs> Mike McCarthy and Jerry Jones have to continually tell you how smart they are instead of just showing you how smart Correct. they are. Because to your point, this is the time of year when teams start to smokescreen other teams. Yes. They start sending false messages. They start telegraphing the wrong information right. to other teams. I, I can tell you right now, he's speaking from the heart. He's just blurting out exactly what he believes. They have fallen in love with Max Duggan. They are telegraphing every team. If we have a shot, heck, they, they might even – he's projected like third or fourth round, but – but they, they might sit there in the might second take round. Second, second yeah. round. But, but it, let's just say, for the sake of argument, that some other team that desperately needs a quarterback has focused in, locked in on Max Duggan. They're not telling a soul about it because they, they want to be do. able to snatch him. Right. Right? So if they're sitting there in the second or, let's say, the third round, mm -hmm. and they know that Dallas is sitting on Max Duggan, they're going to say, we better take him now. Right? Right. So if, if you are – 
locked in on Max Duggan, you're you're sending the wrong message out because somebody's going to snatch him right out from under I don't believe. I don't believe. That's Cowboys. They just talking, Skip. They're not going to take no Max Duggan. I mean, Jerry did say at the senior bowl practice that he he loved him. Oh, he gushed about it. Yeah. No, he he was the most impressive of the quarterbacks that were at the senior bowl. I, I got it. Look, I watched a lot of Max Duggan this year, and he will fight you to the death. Yeah. That's what he is made of. That's a little bit of a scary factor for the next level because that indicates overachievement, right? Right. right. I'm going to remind everybody, and Ash knows this very well, he <laughs> lost his job in, in summer camp. Yeah. Going into game one, he, he was right. second. He'd fallen to second string. Right. had a new coaching staff, right. and he wasn't going to be the starter, and then the starter got hurt. Well, uh, are you sure, Mike, about this? Yeah. Because once he got to the Georgia, not against Michigan, but against against Georgia, now you're stepping up in class against he a defense that is loaded, right, loaded. Yeah, they're yeah. they're going to be another. They had about 10 drafted off the defense well, they last had a line, year. They had a linebacker just run 4-3-9 and, <laughs> no. and jumped out of the state to build it. Okay, but that's that's what they, they are, the pipeline right. to the National Football League, yeah. especially on uh, the, the defensive, defensive side. side. Yeah. And so – he he looked like he was he was overmatched and overwhelmed. Yes. Are you sure, Mike? Yeah. Or should you just please drop the mic? But they, Skip, they just start flipping the switch, and you know, every time you know, this team reminds me of those '90s Cowboys. No, they don't. No, you no, you don't. You don't. Stop saying that, Jerry. Just because you say that, that doesn't mean it's true. That doesn't mean that you're going to accomplish what those teams did. They just. Talk. I mean, look, Jerry has found a way. Jerry has convinced those Cowboys faithful that. Every year, Skip, you hear them. This is going to be our year. Mm-hmm. I bet we beat the Eagles. We're going to win the division. We're going to. No, y'all not. Yeah. Well, the classic quote that you brought up <laughs> was three days ago from Stephen Jones when he said, he's this, Dak, is this, this, and this. Yeah. Oh, it, it, yeah, he's lost some some big playoff games. But, well, no, there's no <laughs> but. That, that's it. That, that's all you need to know. Oh, he's lost a bunch of key playoff games. Oh, okay. But that's what you want your quarterback to win those. That's how you j- judge him. Mm-hmm. How did he do in those big moments in those in those games? And more times than not, he's more come up small. That is correct. Okay? So is Max Duggan the answer? No. I, I, I'm still a Cooper Rush fan. I, just, let's see. Cooper Rush is about to hit the market. We're going to see what's going to happen. When did Fred start? Next week or week after? Isn't it soon? Mm-hmm. It's, seven, it's like now, next, right around the corner. Yeah, it's it's probably, next week, I think it's right? next week. Yeah, okay. Well, here we go. You think Cooper Rush will be gone? Well, I know he's going to be gone. I think somebody might snatch him up as their starting quarterback. So is is Max Duggan better than Cooper Rush? Uh, well, I hope you hope they're on the Broncos rock, mm-hmm. uh, uh, schedule. Yeah, okay. Well, all he did was win four out of five. God, stop it. Yeah. All he did is throw a party on the Bengals. Hey, yeah, you wanted, you wanted him to, uh, 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 to replace Dak. Well, I, I would have taken him at San Francisco, and we would have won that game. <laughs> you yeah. No, you we'll no, we see would. if Max can help 20. himself out at the Combine and at Pro Day. Time will tell. All right, gentlemen, back to the association when we return. You think the Nuggets can hold on to that league best home record tonight? Mm-hmm. Let's debate up next on Undisputed. All right, let's talk about the Nuggets, though. They host the Grizzlies. They're four-point favorites, according to Fox Bet Sportsbook tonight. Denver holds the league's best home record at 28-4. and Shannon, will the Nuggets improve that record tonight? I'm going to say they win a close game. The Grizzlies have – the Grizz have been playing extremely well. Josh found his rhythm. Jaron Jackson Jr. is manning the paint. 
Uh, Desmond Bain, man, he's been knocking down the three. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say they do win this game. I'm going to mm-hmm. say Yoke's going to be too much for him. He has a, a high mid-30 point triple-double, and they win a close ball game. I am with you on this because would you believe Memphis is 12-18 and 18 on the road? Yeah, they definitely, that, that's, that's no good. That, that's not how you win playoff series, they right? De- they definitely need the whole serve. Okay. And have, have as many games at home as they possibly can, okay. at least a game seven if need be. Little known fact about the West, the best road team in the West is the Sacramento Kings at 18 and 13. Denver's only 16 and 15 on the road. Hey, so they, the Sacramento out Kings for are, Sacramento. They're great in the clutch, too. De'Aaron mm. Fox, and they got Malik Monk now. They're tough nice out. nuggets, Skip. What a way to MVP, end the show. Yo. We're out of time, guys. I hate it. He have a great it. weekend, everybody. Yo. We'll see you Monday. 